0: Water um, and I'll be back in a second. Okay. What was it's that? Recording now. Hold on. Oh, it's recording by me as well.
1: Auto-keeper.
0: No, it's fine. And this is on the podcast, so I'll start the intro when you get back. Okay, can you hear me? I real I realized your headphones were on. I said, "Okay, I'll start the intro." But your headphones were off, so it's for now.
1: <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Motivation. I'm your host, Morty Liss. Here at Monday Morning Motivation, we discuss the human psyche, what makes us tick, and how we can not only survive, but thrive through our week. So this week, we got a special guest. It's going to be a little different from our other weeks. This week, we're going to actually do a long form interview with my good friend Akiva Balsam. Akiva oh, my Balsam, gosh. That's you. Ah! <laughs> Akiva Balsam has been working in the Waterbury-Massifta High School for years. Akiva has conducted motivational seminars, one of which I personally attended, taught classes pertaining to motivation and self-improvement, and has his own publishing platform called koshervids.com, where you, I'll do a plug for you, but you can do your own plug as well. <laughs> you can find <laughs> high-quality, funny, and inspiring videos with deep Jewish lessons in each clip. You On Torah and
2: Hashkafa. And, and, and nothingness. nothingness.
0: All right. Awesome. We'll do a little more of a plug at the end, all right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Akiva, thanks so much for coming. Really appreciate it.
2: (laughs) My pleasure. You're so cool. You're so cool. This is what you do on your free time. You just help out people.
0: Yeah, and try to monetize my I mean, uh yeah, try to help out people.
2: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And built on.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, thank you for By your built
2: on guys. You get a ten percent discount. That's insane.
0: Yeah. So what's Biltong, you may ask? Biltong <laughs> is South African South beef jerky. And I'm telling you, it is delicious. Try all the flavors at thegrubcompany.com. Use promo code MortyRocks at checkout. That's M-O-R-D-Y-R-O-C-K-S. MortyRocks at checkout for 10% off your order of sliced Biltong. That is thegrubcompany.com. Um, yep, got it right. Without a prompter. Thegrub, G-R-U-B, company.com. Promo code Morty Rocks for 10% off your sl- order of Slice Biltong. Nice. Thank you, Akiva. Yeah. All right. So let's get started. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, it's Question my pleasure. Question number one is, Akiva, I've known you for years, but my listeners may not know who you are. What, would you give a little background for yourself, where you come from, your experience with teaching and imparting motivational content?
2: Absolutely. First of all, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm really cool. I like to surf, <laughs> but really? um, I'm, yeah, I'm a big surfer. A lot of people don't know that, um, but um, uh, Bar HaShem, I have discovered or, or been close to HaShem through nature over the years and entire um, and obviously too, because <laughs> I've been to the yeshivas and stuff like that, but I'm a very big mix of a personality who likes to be out there and connect to HaShem through the world. But very based in Tyra and hashkafa at the same time. So I, you know, I'm a pretty balanced individual. Baruch Hashem. Okay.
1: Um,
2: and that's like my unique thing that sure. I like bringing to the world through the videos is the um, is the is mm-hmm. is Hashem through humor through um, um, examples, worldly examples, videos. You know, all the mediums that Hashem gave us to use. I use them properly. And I, and I like that. That's like where I, where I thrive, you know, when I'm mixing both of those things together. When um, and confusing. yeah, what was the other part of the question? So first of I came, Oh, how I came to video.
0: So, so first off, um, before I forget, for our non-Jewish listeners, can you say everything you just said with the English words? Oh, I didn't know there
2: this was a, uh, okay, sure. So uh, basically in uh, the Jewish sense, we, you know, we, uh, we, um, We believe that everything is meant to be utilized for spiritual. So the whole world was given as one kind of playground to be able to use and, and uplift us. And even if things don't seem like they're spiritual, but they can always be a lesson to spiritual. And if you pay attention, you'll always find that underneath the physical, there is an ability to connect to the spiritual through it. So for example, um, you know me surfing for me i'm like you know I'm actually a lot out there thinking about my life in the water, and the waters kind of represent this flow and this thing that just like its it's it's weird, but it just like it brings it out of me, you know water just brings things out of me, and I'm like in this water going up and down, waiting for the next wave. And it just, things start coming out of me. I don't know how to describe it, but everybody's got their own thing. And, um, and I do a lot of thought in the water and a lot of connecting and, um, and hiking, same thing. And, and that's, that's how I view the world, you know, that everything was given to us to learn a lesson from. And if you use it correctly, you'll be able to, um, to connect it to a higher purpose. And, um, and that's also, at the end, what I was saying was that I use the videos as a medium to express that, and to teach that to other people.
0: So what I'm hearing from you is you use the physical and basically uh, transform it to something spiritual. Absolutely. So you yeah. take something as physical as technology and transform it to utilize it to impart wisdom. Yes, exactly. Motivation.
2: Yeah. I, if I could have just add uh, one thing to that, and this is a discovery that I've had of late, is, um, you know, people think too basic. They're like, okay, I understand how that works by you know, video. I'll use the video to teach, you know, or I'll use this to that. But people don't understand that everything's like that. Everything's what we call a mushal. The whole world's a mushal. And a mushal means a parable. It's like it, everything's an example of something else higher than it. And, and that's what Judaism really teaches is that when you see a rock, a rock's not a rock. A rock's a lesson. It teaches you about sturdiness. And when you see a rock, a lot of people, we were actually referred to God as a rock because that's how we relate to rocks. We see rocks. Now we know God. We know one of the attributes of God, which is sturdiness, not giving in. You know, like I am not giving in. I I will stick my grounds to what's right. And and if you pay attention to your whole life, everything that happens in your life and everything you see physical um, is is really that it is really a way that teaches you about higher ideas and god and you could really really connect to god if you pay attention to it properly
0: and so when did you have this first experience of i guess you know people would say it's an epiphany of wow like this is really cool like this isn't just nature this is this is god This is more, this is something bigger than me, bigger than this. What was, Um, was there a moment? Was it a buildup of moments?
2: Yeah, definitely. When I was um, uh, a young child, I had a very traumatic experience
0: on a plane
2: where I, uh, where I blacked out for some reason on takeoff, I bent down to get a book and um, something with the pressure. I don't know exactly what happened there. But I blacked out and it was really scary. And my brain was like, felt like it was popping. And I, and I woke up and I was like sweating. And, I, and the whole flight, I, I, I felt like my brain was going to pop. And it was one of the scariest feelings because I felt trapped in this tin can. And I couldn't go to like a hospital or something like that. And I remember I was, sh- I was like totally shocked out of my can from that experience. And I was like, holy cow, like death is real. Like I could die. And that's all I was thinking about like for the next year was like, like I could die. And, and the only answer for that to me was God. It's just, that's, that's what happened. I can't describe it or anything, but I just came to God and it was so real to me back then. And, um, and that's when, you know, I started, my father always used to bring us out to the outdoors um, and always made camping trips, hiking trips on Sunday and we even had a hiking group um, after school on Sundays. And, um, and it was automatic at that stage of my life after I got out of that traumatic experience. All of a sudden, I was just seeing God everywhere. And I was like, the whole thing is God. And it was like, it was, it was a pretty young age. But, I, but it, was, it was something that really, really gave me a whole new perspective in seeing the world. <clears throat> and it's really cool because the world becomes boring at a certain point. But um, you know, like you did everything. It's it's just how the way the world works. Seen it all. But it's so weird, but
0: seen it all. And then when you once you see it all, there's not much more to see. So now what?
2: Right. But then and, and then you think like, okay, so it, there it's impossible for it ever to renew itself until you change your perspective of what all that stuff is. And when you start seeing it through the eyes of like all of this stuff is not meant for just this world because this world does not last. You know, it's, it, it's actually meant to teach me something about the next world and to be able to utilize lessons learned out of it. So then, um, you know, all of a sudden the whole thing jumps up one level, like the whole thing
0: renews itself and
2: you're like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. Like I'm, I feel like I'm young again. You know. What I mean? <laughs>
0: viewing the whole you're viewing the world through a child's eyes, which everything is a new experience. Exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like you're almost like a kid again experiencing everything anew.
2: Exactly. Can I do you mind if I I saw sorry I'm talking a lot, is that okay?
0: I'm interviewing you. <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bad interviewer. I'm talking too much. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask you
0: the I'd be a okay. bad interviewer if I'd be cutting you off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um no no
2: so um um, but, um, okay. So, um, I just want to, you know, something I've been seeing a lot lately is that if you go and you see a beautiful sunset and you're, and you're just like, oh my gosh, that is such a beautiful sunset. And you see another one and you're like, that is such a beautiful sunset. You're just, it's just dumb. It's, it's just so like, I got it. If you were 10 years old, you know what I mean? And you're a little kid. But at a certain point, it, it can't just be – it's not just a sunset. It, You've got to start linking it to something else. It's got to mean something else to you. It can't, it can't be that the same sunset that you saw when you were 10 is the same sunset you said, you saw now, you see now, because you didn't grow. The world would become stagnant to you if that's the case. It has to be that it used to be, oh, that's a beautiful sunset. And now that sunset represents something else to you, like, oh my gosh, like at the end of the day, you worked hard, you worked your, you, you worked your kishka's <laughs> out, it means you worked hard. And then you look up at that sky and you're like, oh my gosh, somebody loves me. You just took it up a notch. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are so stupid because, and you hear it in the songs that are going through our culture and stuff, of people that are sick and tired of the world. They're just bored. They just seen, they've seen the whole, the fighting of the girlfriend, boyfriend. And, and, and they've seen the trying to to chase for fame and they, they've seen the world and they got it and there's nothing there. It's just boring. You know, like I got it and it's done. You're right, but you're so dumb because it's not dumb because you're still stuck with the same definition of sunset that you had when you were a four-year-old. That's why you're getting so frustrated with life. Because you're not doing anything about life, you're not redefining life and growing to levels and levels. You're expecting life to change itself, and it's not it just is. It's just out there. It's you who has to do the changing here, who has to actually put an effort to make this ha- world happen properly. you know what I mean? You're not putting any meaning into it.: Exactly. Yeah. So as you get older, sunsets should start meaning different. Like when you have a child. That sunset's going to mean something else. It's going to mean, holy cow, like, I'm such a good father. And God gave me that sign. It's Like, he loves me. And you'll use that to say, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't have to have that gorgeous sunset at the end of the day where I toiled over my kid and, you know, dealt with all this, you know, taking care of him and stuff like that nonstop, unconditionally. I didn't have to have that. But God gave that to me at the end of the day. It's going to mean something else to you. It's going to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm doing great. So, you know, if you use it, if you come with the mindset that everything's a muscle, which is a parable, to something, to to where you're at at life, where you're at in growth, and you keep growing, and as you grow, then the world grows too, and the world also is becoming a more exciting, bigger place with new meaning to it, and it's not staying the same, and you're not getting depressed. So, I thought that was a cool thought to share with you.
0: Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Uh- Things get, it's with, it's with anything. I've said this to, to clients before is we tend to acclimate. So for better or for worse, we acclimate for, for better because when we get through adversity and um, when we're going through hardships, we kind of build, we have the innate drive and the innate strength to push through it. Cause we, it's, we, we get used to it and then we can keep going, but it's also not good because like you're saying, we acclimate, it's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, if somebody's grows has grew grew up going to steakhouses every other night, they're not going to be satisfied by you know, hot dog. Right. It looks like a really good <laughs> hot dog. <you>
2: know? <laughs> <Right>.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> so it, it actually it's, I wanted to to take a little shift here, um, yeah. is you know so it sounds like this is the foundation for everything for you is this spiritual outlook in the world is everything physical spiritual. Now. Yeah. I went to your seminar uh, a few years back. When it comes to the idea of of the motivation of the self improvement, uh, so you clearly are well versed in secular literature of motivation. I mean, we've had yeah. this conversation. I mean, sorry, this is like a secret. Like people can't know that you quote Zig Ziglar, <laughs> Like,
2: oh no, I I, uh, I read a ton and I listen to a ton and I go to a ton of seminars. I love that stuff. It's like dessert. <laughs>
0: So what got you into that? Cause if you're so, you're, I mean, you're clearly spiritually inclined, uh, whatever the word spirituality means, but, um, you know, religiously inclined, I guess for lack of, yeah. uh, just to be a little more specific cause the word, I don't know, sidebar this whole idea of, I feel so spiritual. Like, what does that even mean? Like you feel emotional, <laughs> that's spiritual. Like it's such a vague term, but you're, yeah. clearly, you're clearly pulled towards the Jewish concept of spirituality of, Anything physical is just a matter of how you use it, and now it's spiritual. Yeah. Now, a lot of these seminars, a lot of this, this, this motivational literature. Now, I know you and I have spoken. Um, you don't like Tony Robbins because of his, you know, vulgarity. I
2: changed my mind on that.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, you
1: <laughs> tell. <detail.
0: laughs> I,
2: I I have to say. I'm in love with him now. (laughs) I've been listening to him for like the past year over COVID. It's very funny over COVID. I absolutely love him. Now the vulgarity, you're right. It's there. But, um, but I'm, but I'm at a different place in life where I know I'm no longer like so scared. I'm not like, and the vulgarity is something very important to somebody that's at the stage where they'll feel that that will affect them. Yeah, but I'm at a stage where, where thank God I feel like I'm very set, and that um, not that it's a good thing. It's you know I'd rather it not, but um, but um, I feel for for me personally that what there is to gain there um, is not is like I would I, I would gain more and not you know probably be affected. I would not be very affected by it. So that's know. A, you know that's a personal khaj- that's a personal um, <laughs> uh, how do you say it in English <laughs> 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 calculation calculation. Uh, it's yeah, funny. I, I,
0: spoke, I spoke to my supervisor. I'm like, yeah, but Seder, wait, I just spoke to you in Hebrew. It's all good.
2: Right. Exactly.
0: Um, so, uh, it, but yeah, I like him. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, he's incredible, you know? And, and yeah, yeah the, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a, a, a very candid question. Do you feel that you're holding in a place where it doesn't affect you? or Are you desensitized?
2: Okay. So I shouldn't say it doesn't affect me. I'm sure everything affects me. Um, And, but you have to know that when you live in America, you're also going to be affected. And that's just the calculation that you have to make weighing the pluses and the minuses of every situation that you go through in life. It's like, should I go for a bike ride in Los Angeles? I live in Los Angeles during the year. So like uh, during the, you know, the breaks when the holiday seasons, cause I'm in school with the kids in Connecticut during the year. But, uh, but when I go back, I go back to LA. That's where I go. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are dressed, you know, for a religious Jew, it's pretty intense to to see people dressed in all sorts of ways. Yeah, like when I and, wear my
0: rumper, you didn't appreciate that. <laughs> for, when did you wear a rumper? Oh, I
3: didn't wear a rumper. I, kind of uh-huh. went-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even.
2: I I, I believed you because knowing you from the past, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Morty. <laughs> yeah, you pulled up some pretty crazy stuff in yeshiva. Um, so and that was uh,
0: when I was already cleaning my act up, you should have seen me when I was actually in high school. Oh yeah. <laughs> actually yeah. No, have. yeah go on yeah
2: so um um so anyways um yeah so you know and it's like you're going for a bike ride and there's going to be people that you know are not the t- it's not dressed the proper way that a jew believes your your eyes should see it's actually like bad for your eyes so um so then you would say okay so then i can't go outside but i don't know if that's true you know what i mean there's the pluses and the minuses there's and, and things have to be weighed out and there's never a perfect way to anything people have to get out people got to take a break people have to get some fresh air yeah and um people got to grow and find them in their lives and uh you know i i find that a, a big part of my life is self growth which in hebrew we call like derachat
0: that be- and yeah that's that's how you translate Harris? self-growth
2: that's how i i'll I'll explain it to you okay well you could say it muster i i do but i don't want to get into the whole Hebrew unless you want me to
0: like like there's like like, please and thank you
2: right i have a whole way of interpreting the word their hearts i i believe it's backed up with rabbi schwab but uh it means the way of the world which means that you elevate the world and that's what you're doing like, because people ask everything in Judaism is about Torah, so how do you go to secular Tony Robbins, right?
0: Do you go and, to his COVID um, seminar, by the way?
2: No, it was over Shabbos. I called them up, though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you didn't speak to Tony directly. No, <laughs> it was over Shabbos. Got yeah. it. Right, and there's not even like wiggle room to sit in an audience and walk to your hotel. You just you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool, though. You saw how he did it with the screen?
2: Oh, yeah. It was really cool.
0: It was, like, so epic how he pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. Tony.
2: i I just down for the energy. I just like someone yelling their brains off and, like, high on life. I, I'm so down for that. It's just fun.
0: And, you know, classic, it's not like it's not like it was cheap. <laughs> but you know what? No. Yeah. That's what he does. He's like, I'm offering an amazing service that you can't find anywhere else. and. 100%
2: hundred percent. It's a silly thing to start comparing prices about seminars. People are dumb. They just say like, Oh, that seminar is, it's a, it's a thousand dollars. I don't spend a thousand dollars on a, on a class. They're so stupid because like you're not looking at what you're receiving. And then they go into like, wait one second, how much did it cost them to make that class? I'm not going to, put. when you go to a shoe store, you pay $150 for a pair of shoes because you need a pair of shoes. You know what I mean? You don't start going. Did you know it cost them like $10 to make that pair of shoes? Do you start giving them a whole speech and a lecture about like, you're not going to make money off me. I'm going to show you. I'm not going to buy your product. But all of a sudden it comes to like self-growth things or untangible items. And right. people are so dumb like that. They're just like, $1,000? That's disgusting. It's just information. I'm not, hello, your whole entire life is going to be upgraded. It's like 10% from this three day intense thing, like you're gonna become a greater person. There's no price
0: to that. And don't worry if they're making money or not. Just take the product. Just and, and, eat you know, it. and if it's worth <laughs> it and they're making the money and I grew from it, then hey, you know what? Go uh-huh. for it.
3: That's, that's America.
0: Exactly. Like yeah. I, I went to um call the chauffeur and it it literally it opened up parts of myself emotionally that I don't think I would have been able to do if I wasn't in that present intensity of emotions. Yeah, and since then it's been it's been open to me. Did, do you know they closed down in America? Did you go to the one in Israel? Or in one Israel, started? yeah, this is years ago. Oh, I think the one in Israel is still
2: open. Great seminar, I loved it.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it. definitely like it's heavy.
2: Oh, very heavy.
0: <laughs> they'll, they'll tear you open. Make sure you have a way to sew yourself. But any of these any of these intense seminars, make yeah. sure you have a support to sew yourself back up. Um, yeah. And the I've actually spoke to somebody who was one of the managers of a seminar. He said, we're trying to get people to realize they need to go to therapy.
2: <laughs> the whole seminar is based on that?
0: What was it? <laughs> the
2: whole well, seminar is based on that?
0: Well, no, it's not based on that. But the idea of the seminar is it tears people open. And then okay. what? You don't right. show them back up. Well, we have groups. Right. Out there exactly. Party. If right, you're exactly. Torn open, realize, right. yeah, you need help. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't even think yeah. to go for help.
2: Yeah. You know so, – you know, there are a lot of people. They say like, I don't want to go to a seminar. It's just a three day inspiration, but then it drops me, and I'm back to normal. I'm so like, I don't get why they say that. That's how life works. Like, life doesn't work just like a straight line going up. It works up, then you drop down, but then you go back up, and that back up was only because of that up that you had before. You wouldn't have gone back up like that. You, you, your information that you learned sits in your brain. And it's going to be applied soon. It starts finding its way to be applied. It's got to sit there. You got to, you know, maybe even go down, back down, like see the world again, how it was. And then wait, I do like that. Like you kind of play around, like your brain kind of plays around with the idea back and forth. But it works. I'm telling you, like, I know it. I know these things work because I look back on the years and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so more advanced emotionally than I was 10 years ago from this stuff. And you're right, when you're going through it it's like, wait, I just went to seminar and now I'm back to that seminar was a waste and then, but then when you look at the long run, you see that you're that eventually
0: you you you're actually on your way up. It just takes time, you know. You you don't really see it happening, but when it does happen and you look back at it like, Whoa, I was there. Like Yeah. You know, a lobster in a boil in you know, a hot in a um a pot of water doesn't realize that they're getting boiled to death until they're already dead as then exactly. slowly, 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 wait, a little hot, little hot, and then there's that moment. Yeah. Um. It's funny because I tried using that as as a metaphor with a client of mine, and I said, "Look, I'm Jewish. I never had lobster before, but apparently they put live lobsters into a boiling pot of water." He's like, "No, they don't."
1: I'm
0: like, oh, they don't? He's like, no, no, that's nobody does that. I'm like, well, there, <laughs> there's my metaphor.
1: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs>
0: So, so where did you get started with motivation, with the seminars, with this whole self-growth path? So, nature inspired you. You had that. You had that experience on the airplane, but specifically this area of, of you know, the Tony Robbins, the Zig Ziglar, the Les Brown, um, Jim Rohn, uh, Dale Carnegie. Um, you know the like the the field and area of motivation and motivational podcasts and whatever what was your first experience there that got you hooked
2: okay so in order to understand you have to just understand my journey of life i was um you know studying torah very intensely um um where up until in in los angeles by my high school in my high school years and then going into base which is the stage it's kind of like college for jews but it tore up, you know, college for, you know, and I uh, use the
0: word seminary for some reason. It's like clearly
2: like, I'm <laughs> right, sounds like a girl's day
0: I, because, because for us, seminaries is only used for girls, but outside oh, for, of our Jewish uh, you know, cultural bubble that we tend to live in seminary is uh, like, Oh, like a theological right. seminary.
2: Right. So, yeah. So uh, basically I was there and I was, I was studying so hard and I crashed so hard. Where were you? At a point I was, I was in Los Angeles at that point that I crashed. I kind of crashed into Los Angeles, but then I tried out a new place in Lakewood for a couple of years and then I crashed really hard again. And what crashing means is your brain starts shutting off unconsciously. Like I just couldn't study anymore. And my whole system was like shut. Like I couldn't figure it out. Like I'm showing up. But I, like nothing was going in anymore. It's really weird, and I'm going to like psychologists and things and trying to figure it out. Like, what in the world just happened to me?
0: And and then you show them a page of Gamara, and they're like, Are you not <laughs> understand this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like we're, there's no periods. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's so sorry, I, I I was gonna say I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't know, kind of kind of do. Um, but I'll come right back. It's just a funny story. I was taking some um wink chun. It month classes kung fu oh cool yeah and i'm not gonna um, mess with you well i took it for a couple of months and then okay. it was, uh it, it ended up taking too much of my uh my time and I, I i had to i had to drop it but the sifu he said to me like do you have a copy of the talmud i really want to study the talmud so i'm like okay i didn't give him an art scroll i was he him a korean was he a korean no american is he a korean
2: oh okay because the koreans are very into talmud
0: so he just like he's very he's a very cool guy. Just like knows a lot of stuff and very worldly. He's like, yeah, I started studied Kabbush for a couple of days because it, it was interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, so, I'm like, okay. I'm like, wasn't well, sure. Like, what? So I just bring over a Gamara. and he's like, it's interesting. What? You can read this. Can I touch it? Like, is it okay? Like, I, like I'm a Goy.
1: Right.
0: He said to That's me, "He's yeah, like, with the glacier upon him." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like you can read this. It's like scribble. Like, what is it? Yeah um so sorry to go back to your very intensely emotional sentimental story
2: yeah so so yeah i just you know i crashed and i couldn't figure it out and i actually couldn't figure it out for a few years i tried tons of tests and taking blood tests and things like what was going on with my so you felt like it was
3: like a physical crash
2: it was to a certain degree because i was becoming very lethargic like Um, it was you you almost like a mono type of weird thing you know and um and um and i and what i discovered for myself what i took it to mean after you know after looking back you know and over like a few years of of, dis- of self discovery was that um was that i was not happy because i wasn't using who i was and who i was was a mixture and a constant mixture i was not i was also not happy the other way meaning i it's funny, I have a very strong other side of me and a a long story about that, of me chasing every pleasure in the world and every, you know, adventure and every, you know, just busy every second biking, hiking, surfing, rafting, climbing, rock climbing, everything like thing, um, you know, like thing after thing after thing, and just not being enough. So I crashed that. I crashed both ways. The Enneagram? Total seven. I'm, I'm, I am the perfect you see you're a smart guy just like you're a seven i am literally i read every sentence of the seven and i was freaking out i'm like they already know my whole life there's no need for me to live (laughs) yeah it's funny yeah i was like i was like reading the enneagram and it's like it's like they usually have trouble um with organization or something like organizing their room and i'm like oh shoot and i'm looking around my room and then they're like they start um Planning for the next trip before they unpacked from their last trip, and I'm literally as I I remember where I was. I was reading it. There's a National Geographic in front of me, open, of me planning for the next trip, and right in back of me was my backpacking backpack from my like three or four day excursion that I just came back, and I didn't even unpack. (laughs) And I'm like, like these guys are prophets. Like, (laughs) and then they say they usually get married later in life, and I'm like. Oh gosh <laughs> Yeah, and so, you know and then it was like sentence for sentence and I was flipping out. I was like, Oh my gosh
0: Like and they usually believe we are prophets. What? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So and anyways Yeah. Okay, cool. So so you were in this um so you're in this mindset of just you crashed. All right, and then you I crashed both the
2: truth is I crashed both ways. At yeah. different times, but eventually I crashed both ways. What do you mean both ways? I crashed chasing everything spiritual. I
0: crashed chasing everything physical. Got it. So you was just numb. It was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Very scary feeling.
2: Yeah. But what I slowly you know, uh, you know, uh, discovered for myself after a while is that who I am is really both. Like, and I can't ignore either side or I will be terribly depressed. Yeah, if if I would sit and be spiritual all day and not and not bring that into the world, it's not me. Like that I I really that's that's just what I came out from it as far as I know unless, you know, some prophet comes and tells me I'm wrong. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but from from my discovery and my talking to my rabbis and my mentors and you know, and it was a process, but, but I came to, to realize that the reason why I couldn't have either this or either that is because I, I was neither. I was a blend. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole story. That's like the hiking, the surfing, the, the videos, the you know, video productions. And that's why I like to call it Derek Arts you know, what I do because it's the way of the land. Like I need to bring it into the land. I need to bring it into the world. Like I need to look at the rock and say, I learned God because of this lesson, this water means this to me. It's humble because it goes to the lowest place. It's willing to change temperature to whatever you put into it. It's always willing to go around. It doesn't have to have its way or the highway. Um, and, um, and, 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 you know, I, I learned crazy lessons, like because of that water's water gets to see the world it evaporates, it gets to travel everywhere. It goes into everything because it's willing to be flexible and it's willing to be humble. You get, you get to see the world when you're humble, you get perspective when you're humble. And I learned that from the water, you know, and, 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 and when I'm in the water, I'm thinking a lot of times about these type of things. And, 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 and that's when I'm on fire. Like I'm on fire when I'm, when I'm doing that. And when I'm teaching it to other people and that's, and that's what I do through the videos, it's the same thing. It can't just be, for me, it can't just be straight. Like, you know, educate a uh, tour to education. I'll add humor to it. How that connects to the real world, to not the real, not the real world, but to the physical world. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and it's that the, the blend real, the that gets world, me the, world. Huh?
0: the experienced world.
3: Yeah.
2: So that's, You know,
0: and that's a little bit about my
2: journey uh, through
0: life. You know what what I learned. Water's very powerful; it can do a lot of damage, and is very aggressive and not humble when it doesn't want to be.
2: Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Or, or you could look at it that—that it's like um, maybe it was given that power because it's so humble. It's you know that's what makes it gather. It's its ability to have so much of it and to cause so much damage because there's so much sheer volume of it. And, and really, if you think about it, it's not it that's doing the damage. It's the wind that's blowing it. So I don't know. <laughs> Just brainstorming with you. And, <laughs> right. and also
0: the positioning of the earth where it allows it to go in. Give it an inch. It takes a foot. It's tenacious. It doesn't stop. It's yeah. not going to stop until something stops it. Uh-huh. Right, but also water is so soft, and this you know the story of Rabbi Akiva with the water on the rock. Right, you know there's um, um an old Talmudic <laughs> legend. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was thinking like, where am I going with this? Because I had a couple of, of of moments with that metaphor that came into my mind. But basically, Rabbi Akiva was concerned that he couldn't learn Torah, and he was he would just it wasn't going into his head or as hard, and he was sitting on, sitting by a waterfront, saw a hole in the rock, realized the soft water pierced through the rock, and he was thinking that if water is soft and can go through something as hard as rock, then my heart, which is soft and tar, which is hard, for sure could pierce through my heart. And I've used that as a metaphor for um, uh, love for a child, parents love for a child. You're not getting through to your child, while your love, which, which is strong, can get into their hearts. Right. And um, someone asked the Bava Teraiba, uh, Zatzal, why why are you putting on on onto people? Why you think he, this guy, one guy, putting on phylacteries. Does Is that going to make a difference? Yeah, a difference? Right. yeah but just as Rebbe Akiva, which drop uh-huh. people rock was it? The first drop, the second, the third, the hundredth, the millionth? Each drop contributed. So each time of a year does a mitzvah, each time a Jew does something that they're commanded to do, it has an effect on them.
2: Yeah. And I just want to add to that, that that's what creates the ocean. That's what's interesting. It's each one of those drops. It's their willingness to join together that makes them so powerful. Also, you know, it's, it's that big body of water that when it gets upset, it could, but, but that came from a willingness to join together. They became so powerful from like a unity, you know? So it's, I love, I love the imagination and I love using it because that's what the world's meant. It's meant to be your playground. That's what it's meant for, you know, to just
0: the line. The world is your things. oyster, though. I'm not quite sure why that's what that means. I'll Google it. You know what? <laughs> the world is your oyster. Now that I said yeah. it, the world is your oyster. Meaning? Let's see <laughs> what the Google Hadar has to say. <laughs> You're young and healthy with no commitment. The world is your oyster. What does it mean? Using the context of the example above, the phrase the world is your oyster means that you can achieve anything you wish in life or go anywhere because you have the opportunity or ability to do so. <laughs> Here we go. Mystery solved. Okay. Not that much, helped. I guess because there's pearls in oysters. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's funny that, that you said how, you know, going through, you know, chasing each thrill and finding the meaning within it because, you know what? I know this is, I'm interviewing you, but pop quiz. What what number do you think I am on the Enneagram?
2: Ooh, hold on. Give me a second here. Cause uh, I, I, it's been a while since we've been together in, in base managers, which is the seminary for Jewish education. Yeah. Um, and um, let me think for a second. Oh gosh. I was going to say maybe a three because of all the motivation and stuff, but but you're so not a three in certain ways. Hold on one second. Give me, give me a chance here. You you dev- I feel like you've got some two in there, maybe a one. But let me think one second. You're definitely not an eight. I don't think you're a nine. You're not a seven real. I don't think you're a real seven, unless I'm wrong on that. Um, I don't think you're a six. I don't think you're a five. Maybe it could be you're five. That's a possibility. I'd be surprised if you were four. I'm four. you're four.
0: four. You're a four? Interesting. I was reading the four and I was breaking down crying while reading it and it was just like really? resonated so hard. Um I'm a four. Really? And I thought it was a seven at one point. Um and I realized I'm like, yeah, but my friends are fours, then I realized, no, that's projection. I'm uh-huh. actually the four. And you have a three wing? I think so. Uh-huh. I think I think I may have some things of five, like I when I as a therapist, when I talk about clinical jargon, that's probably a little five coming out. But yeah. I think that's a three wing, you know. Yeah, but you I,
2: know, they say that you can be, you are a little bit more related to your wings. I think it, yeah. it could be you have you have one wing. By the way, there are some that say you can have two wings.
0: That's but you're, I think
2: you're definitely in that realm of like because you know you're you're closer to your wings a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think my three is I'm not a full fledged three, but I, I, I had to develop it. I became a friend of mine pointed this out to me recently. As I got older I got more charismatic and like
2: Right. Yeah.
0: I had to develop it. So I um I was I one day I um I decided I wanted to go skydiving, mainly because I was scared and I wanted to prove it to myself that I can do it. And I went skydiving and I was like, Yeah, it's overrated. Didn't it really didn't didn't do much for me. Like, it was cool. I kind of kind of felt like – have you ever gone skydiving?
2: Uh, no, never.
0: Oh, I felt like it was like – I was like on a on a boat but going vertically really fast. It's kind of what it felt like. Uh-huh. I expected more of a, like an adrenaline rush. I think it was nice, cool, happy I did it. I got a Groupon, free t-shirt. But then that night I went to a Shaw Band concert. And being in just like uh-huh. the atmosphere of people and friends just like dancing and just like – just uh-huh. the vibes and just enjoying the people and the music and the dancing i just no no inhibitions that resonated with me interesting so it was just like kind of like the idea of like okay if there's no meaning within it i'm i'm not you know i enjoy a concert when there's meaning behind it these big i've been to you know many concerts and those big flashy lights concerts they don't do it for me i never really enjoyed them it's the small little concert where oh yeah hundred you know, like, percent usually the most
2: dude, concerts
0: yeah you know even like you know when i would go to bigger shows you know like it was Very like true those small like you know punk bands in a 200 person club like it was i it was it was the energy it was the passion so you know i'm coming from like the i guess a bit of a, the reverse end because yeah. that that's something that i always like and i realized that i'm i i i'm not a seven and and it's those things wasn't something that pulled me. So when I hear people that do it, like I, I'm comfortable saying it took me a while to say this. I've gone skydiving. I've gone um, jet skiing. I've jumped off waterfalls. I've rappelled down mountains. I am scared out of my brains to go on like an electric scooter, like a two. <laughs> you know, I'm so scared of a motorcycle. You know, two <laughs> wheels on the road. Me, <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> now, now I have a question for
2: you. Sure. Being a four do you get like a uh, super unwilling to let people know your true self? That way you'll feel unique in that nobody truly knows me and nobody could know my world. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking uh, about?
0: Unconsciously, there was a place <laughs> where that was very true. Um, uh, it's so because, cool. Cause because I, 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 yeah, go ahead. You me, then you'll know I'm not a seven, but if you saw my like persona when I was younger, you'd think you like, be more clever, like always oh, probably seven uh-huh but i I, I really wasn't it uh-huh. seems, like, really got to know me
2: yeah because I, I had trouble getting the four for many years and then and then i I read a book, book pretty recently where I think I just got it like that there but i, I but it's so the opposite of a seven in terms it's it's like kind of hiding who you are from other people and you're kind of like introverted to a certain degree in certain areas because that's your unique cuz cuz that's your uniqueness that nobody truly knows you and nobody gets me and it's only me and why does this happen to me and you go into this kind of like at least when they're unhealthy they go into right. this kind of dark world of like an everlasting tunnel of self pity and and, and 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 like like
0: like, the, the Edgar like Allen you
2: can't understand me like god forbid you should understand but in a way it's it's actually a certain gaiva it's like a certain hot i always viewed as a certain haughtiness because they're like i'm unique like you know like like you don't know who i am that's not who i
0: am <laughs> you'll never know me i'm so special yeah exactly but I they're have-
2: so like refusing for you to get involved and like you have to sit for me for hours and cry and this and like to get me i'm cute like i'm
0: so deep <laughs> like <laughs> it's like a south park episode like yo deep bro so deep all right <laughs> So like you don't know how deep it is, like the deepness is whoa. You go to like a poetry slam. It happens to be I'm an extrovert. I'm an extroverted four.
1: That
0: uh, okay. kinda of makes me a little different. I'm not uh-huh. I'm not a difficult for in that sense because I'm so special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so special and unique. Even for a four, I'm special. Uh-huh. Um so so it, it, it's <laughs> to an extent, you know, but it's, it's also one of the reasons why I'm pretty stark with the wet shirt black pants is because I was so into my clothing as my identity that – and I was so against wearing white shirt black pants because I'm not going to conform. I'm a nonconformist. I'll wear titsis, but I'll wear a tie-dye titsis. I'll wear a yarmulke, but I'll wear, like, a fish yarmulke or a Metallica yarmulke, yeah. you know? But and, – and I guess to an extent, white shirt black pants is still part of that residual of, um, you know, externals defining my internal. But because it's simple and because it's association uh, with – you know, with the greater, you know, with the Orthodox from community more. I feel like it's, it's, it kind of like strips away the externals. Cause I look like a penguin every day. I tell this to my client. There's like, <laughs> like a penguin or the same thing every day, but that helps my right. personality shine even more. All
1: right, uh-huh.
0: Cause you just, I'm, I'm not wearing like, it's not so external. He's, su-, you know, he's such a, such a personality. Look at his, you know, tie-dye titsis. Like that means nothing dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so. Yeah, the Enneagram school. But where were we? Yeah, going back to motivation. Back to, like, sure. <laughs> uh, what was the single most motivating experience you've had while attending a seminar?
2: Oh,
1: gosh.
0: There's a lot of
1: them. I
2: mean, well, Wait people's... a minute.
0: We didn't answer the last question.
2: What was the last question?
0: What was the what thing was... that got you into the motivational literature and seminars? Like, what was that moment?
2: that was it that what i said was um that was it because when i made that discovery that um i'm a mix so motivation for me is kind of like that mix whereas when i'm learning um uh safer which i do and i make sure to because i gotta you know i gotta def everybody's gotta you know judaism we believe everybody's gotta study torah and everything and i do and i do a lot but um But what I discovered is that what my, you know, my calling for in life is kind of, is kind of mixing that into the world. And and I find that that that's perfectly done through motivation because I'm bringing all those tour ideas into the world, into what's out there, into how people function, into business, into having fun, into depression, anxiety, happiness people's lives people's day-to-day lives and I love delving into that world kind of like jumping in there into this vast open dark pit you know I like it I like going in there and bringing the light into those zones that's me so the motivation is the perfect world
0: for that what was the first like motivational literature podcast something that like you know, everyone is, you know, went like, you took the red pill of like, of motivation. What did that pill look like? What was it? It's funny. Rabbi Sheryl Reisman is a
2: very big rabbi and um, I was addicted to his year when I was younger. I That's loved the his, room. yeah. And the reason for that is because he used to tie it into kind of the world at the end of the year. He used to, at the end of the lecture, you know, he used to tie it in. The prophets. Yeah. <laughs> he used to tie He used to tie it into kind of the world. And I remember, as a as a thirteen or fourteen year old, hearing, we used to have a hookup to in our, to, you know, our synagogue to the you know to the to his you know satellite chair, <laughs> and um and um and I was like, I like him because he's always tying it in to what's out there. Got it. Yeah. And then and then and then from there, it, you know, <laughs> it was one after the other. Rabbi Glazer, unbelievable. Yeah. He's so good at that. I love oh. that. Yeah, the Possible use Seminar was my first real seminar I went to. Um, And, yeah, and after that, it was just, like, things just pop up. When you're on the search for things, they just start popping up all over the
0: place. (laughs) You find it. Yeah. Okay, so what was the single most motivating experience you had while attending a seminar? Singular most motivating for me?
1: Um, You know, I went
2: went to – um, to landmark seminar, it is so insane. <laughs> it, it changed the world for me. My perspective, uh, my my productivity. I'm like three times as productive. I can't. I can't even like looking back. It's just I'm a different person. Just seeing, it just makes sense. It's just an effective way of living, and seeing the world. And it, it has nothing to do with really has nothing really to do with religion or it works with you just use it as effectiveness with whatever you want to do you know and um and you know something that was really cool was just i remember i was sitting there and i i never grew up with like a concept so much of like love as something that's real that you know that you're in love with everybody and that you truly love people and i i wasn't just that type of person that would express love see you know and we i was up there and i'm watching uh, these people get up there from every single sect and every single religion and every single you know you had the ceo you had movie directors you have um multimillionaires there and you have the poorest of the poor there the abused the divorced the ones about to get divorced and they're up there about to get divorced and trying to work it out up there in front of you. And your heart's pounding. And the guy, you know, the coach is, you know, you know, <laughs> he's adding fire to the fire. He's like stirring the coals and it's about to explode. And you're like, and they're like, it's break time. And you're like, wait, are they going to get divorced? And it's, it's like a movie, but it's
1: live. It's right. literally like, like, yeah. happening in front of your eyes.
2: Yeah. and um. And I, and I, I remember just like, like at certain points, like there's a woman or something that got up and she's just bawling. And, and I'm like, what is she bawling about? And she starts talking and she's like, I really, really love all of my friends. And I like, I'm so grateful that they're in my life. And what that did for me was, you know, you can have all the therapy in the world and you can have your friends and, all, you know, that's a, but. You know, if, if you never see it live, what it means to truly let, that there is such a thing as love, you, you can't see it. So like your therapist could be speaking to you and he's like, work on this. This is how you're going to love. I want you to do this. I want you to, But if you don't see it from example, you don't really know what it is. And what you see at the seminar, since there's other people working through the same stuff as you, and they're going up there and actually doing the work. That's what a seminar is. You're seeing others do the work. Like, imagine if your therapist didn't work for you. Like, it would be, bad, you know, I mean, it's almost impossible for me to go crazy after doing so much work one day. I don't know. But I think that's what it is. A seminar is you're seeing people going through it and mimicking it and and sometimes even showing something that you never saw before and expressing that. And, and at that moment, I really got, oh my gosh, there's a whole no, nother level of love that's possible that I didn't know about. I didn't know was there. Like mm-hmm. I never really knew. And I saw something there, I was intrigued by it. And I said, I wanna go get that. You know, I wanna see what that's like. And that was, it was a big eye-opener where, where it was like all the therapists and all the books and all the things don't do anything till you see it. You see it, someone doing it, saying it, being it. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's a real thing. It's not like just in the books. It's not in the movies. Like, this is real. Like She's like just bawling because she's so grateful for life and like for, for the, for, for, for her friends. And she's like, I just hope that they're going to be okay. And that's all she said. It was just so, Oh my gosh. Like she really loves people. Like I could also.
0: <laughs> it's like a real thing. It's not, in th- people yeah. are not books.
1: They're
0: yeah. not books. People are people. Mm-hmm. It, and it, you know, just because somebody, I mean, I know some amazing people who have PhDs and doctorates inside these that are incredible therapists a psychologists and psychiatrists, but there's also others who just, everything's a book. Everything's an answer. Everything's a recipe. And I, I, it's not what it is. And when you experience that love, when you experience that person going through this thing that you read so much about, it just made all that thing, all that knowledge information sink in it was here and then it just dropped yep. like
1: that's what it is it's real yep
0: what about exactly. the most inspiring or motivation or motivating moment while conducting a seminar um you know i'm thinking back to um there's a lot of them
2: um a lot of stuff have happened uh, i think i I've been blessed to, have, to be doing this for, I think, 10 years. Still doing them? Possibly 11. Wow. Uh, I've given the seminars. Yeah, I mean, actually I'm actually in the one right now. Oh, wow. And, is this the uh, uh, out of the box thing? No, this is the um, the Miracle Morning seminar, <laughs> uh, which is based on Hal Elrod's book, Miracle Morning, which is a must-read.
0: Miracle Morning? What, who is that?
2: Hal Elrod. Uh, That's a must-read. Must, must, must. And do. Because you got to do it. You gotta wake up early, super early, and you just gotta do it, and just do what he says to do when you wake up early or change your whole wiring of your brain for the day <laughs> and I you'll know. be so much more effective
0: Robin Sharma has his um twenty 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 five a m club
2: yes, so it's like that stuff yes yeah, it. yes yeah, but we'll it, it doesn't with... have to be five a m you'll see <laughs> all right i just I just googled miracle morning to to put him on. It's basically waking, waking up when the world's super quiet and before your day starts to explode on you and you just become a product of your day, like all the unexpected stuff just starts shooting at you and you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And you just start doing things and you end up not being effective. And this really has you visualize what you, what's important to you, what you got to get done by hook or by crook and what you're going to focus on. And there's a lot of parts that's meditate, there's exercise, there's reading, there's writing, scribing, journaling, and, um, and visualizing. Um, and it's, it's, it's so powerful. When you do it, you feel like this calmness. And there's silence, which is like meditate. So, so like you're starting the day off with a calm, which means calculated, you know, assessment of what I'm going to be getting done. And you have such a clarity that when all those things come shooting at you, you already saw them coming from a distance because you saw it in the morning. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know know what it looks like when someone comes shouting at me and telling me that they need this project done when I have 10 projects on, you know, 10 other projects that are more important. You know, like you, you know what it looks like and you know which one to choose. And you just very calmly get things done. You're more effective. And it's, you have a so you take it takes care of so much anxiousness and anxiety. It's awesome, love it. And,
1: yeah, and yeah. unaffectiveness.
0: It's it's incredible waking up early. I mean, we I just had a baby, by the way. I'm not sure. I told Yeah, you. Mazel Tov. Yeah, thank you. So after having a third kid, my routine. Has, I think I
2: heard that on one of your podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so I've been kind of out of routine for sorts in the past few weeks, trying to get myself back into it into the groove. But when I wake up at about. 5 a.m., wake up early, and go for a run on the treadmill, take a shower. I I feel like a million – I'm happier during the day. I have more energy. I um, And when I jog, I've been listening to um, – try to listen to, like, motivational podcasts or – Totally. Content. Um, You know, when I'm really, like, in a rut and I just need to, like – it's my a coping skill. I put in some power metal. But I uh, – <laughs> I think we share the same brains. I'm like – just like used to be like like really getting into it, head banging on the treadmill. Yeah, you know, like, like life sucks. <laughs>
3: you're like, yeah,
0: whoa, life sucks.
3: And I you're having fun with positive, it.
0: A little more positive than that, you know. I tried to yeah. do negative content, but yeah. um, but it, it just like something like a motivational podcast or something, and I'll take a shower while listening to a, an audio book, and like I'm happier, I'm more energized, I'm not burnt out during the day. It's it's amazing. So yeah, I definitely want to up my game. Um, get back into routine again and like today I jogged in the afternoon but I mean I just I had to get it in somehow you know I'm, I'm like I said I've been with three kids um we're outnumbered zone defense
2: <laughs> that is funny
0: yeah not my age. I like that yeah that's great
2: that's funny that's a great by, line
0: by the way rent plugging in Akiva I you said you married Lee, you're single, you know. <laughs> Put it out Still there. looking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, this is on public, it's a public platform. <laughs> um. So so you're giving a seminar now. So throughout yeah. your experience of these 10, 11 years giving the seminar, one pivotal, that you saw a breakthrough in someone. That you, it was. I mean, you were at a seminar and saw that when giving a seminar.
2: Oh my gosh, it's like, the whole thing is just, that's why I do it. It's just you see the difference it makes from beginning to end on everybody. Like, you have no idea. And, and and you know what? These boys are teenagers, and some of them are pretty tough. And they won't be willing to admit right when they take the seminar what it really does for them. But they come to me years later and say, you saved my life. Like, you literally saved my life. You don't know. At that moment, I was going through crazy addictions or crazy situations. And, um, and when kids, like, I had the courage because of that whole thing, I had the courage to open up. That's what he learned. And he opened up to his rabbi who, who saved him, you know, who, 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 who brought him up to the surface. And, um, and then you hear of, you know, like um, the kid that just made 10 new friends that year. And he's like, there's no way I would have done, had the guts. I, I don't, I, I, I'm so, I don't believe in myself that I, I never, ever be able to just, be myself and, and allow other people to enjoy me. There's <laughs> something on that line, he told me. And then, and he made 10 new friends, and, and, and he said, This is all because of you. And, and just hearing that is, is just very, it's crazy. And the most, I think the, well, probably the most was actually there was a kid that hadn't kind of talked to his, his father for, I think, five years. And we, this, in the seminar, I said, You're calling him up. The MS Talk? It was, it wasn't the MS talk. It was a different, it was the advanced seminar where you have to get something crazy done by completing a relationship. You need to complete a relationship. Wow. And he did it. And it was amazing. But then guess what? Then his, then he got in a major fight or something. And then his mother heard that he did that and wasn't happy about it because the parents weren't together And then he told me it was terrible. Like it was a terrible mistake for him to call his father. But then guess what?
0: Oh, it wasn't a mistake after all?
2: Guess what? Wait a few more years.
0: Three years later,
2: he's talking to his father until this very day. He got back together. Do you understand that? And that's important to know because sometimes you're like, oh, shoot. I really caused the havoc. I didn't know there was so much friction going on in that family. Like, shoot the, the, you know what I mean? Like, like, I opened up a can
0: of worms.
2: Yeah. And then I come back. Yeah, but, you know, at the time, I, you know, I obviously asked him, is it safe? Did he, like, physically, like, is he going to kill you? Or, like, you know? No, no, no. Like, nothing. And we went through it together, me and him. And it was, you know, obviously his mother was pulling him away or whatever the situation was but we went through it and, and I, I, I really thought like, this is, you're going to die. You know, God forbid, not speaking to your father. You're going to regret that. You love it. Right. So, so, um, so he did. And, and then there was of course the ups and downs where you start doubting it. Maybe that was the wrong decision. and You just stick to it. And, and then all of a sudden at the end, it comes through and you're like, Holy cow, like there's a kid out there talking to his father. You understand the person that gave birth to him, he has a relationship with him. It turns out he's not that bad. He's a great guy. Like he, he studies Torah in Jerusalem, you know, like he's he's like the real deal, you know? Right. So everybody's got, you know, stories about people and stuff like that. But when you let it go and you, and you you just realize that what it's costing you is your relationship with it. Is it really worth it? All that, you know, all that being right. And I meet my way or the highway. But at the end of the day, you're paying with your relationship. You're not going to have a relationship if you be right. So just give it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is really, really powerful. Let it go, and yeah. you know it, that's at the end of the day. Sometimes to regret something you did do than to regret something you didn't. It's, I mean, it's it's a payoff. It's an economy, you know. Yeah. And the, you know, we, this is something that. Uh, like my, my wife, she, so we were very close to this girl. She lost her mother a few years ago and uh, my wife is very close with her and she recently got married and my wife, like, like we just had a kid. Like we weren't planning on going to the wedding the day before I said to her, um, I think if the regret of not pushing and going is going to be far worse than the regret of pushing too far. Right. And then we went Yeah. Went down to Baltimore. Yeah, totally. And it was a rough next day for, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was, you know, so it, it sounds like going through that is what's the worst that could, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Well, let's hope dad's not, uh, you know, has, you know, um antisocial personality disorder, otherwise known as being a sociopath. um That could be of the worst things. Yeah. And then identifying yourself and giving him your location is bad and dangerous, <laughs> but then what yeah, right. is their relationship going to be? Any think of, even now? I don't know the situation. Yeah. This is yeah. just what from what you're saying. Is the relationship he has with his dad even during those that time when he regretted it? Was it any worse than it was before?
2: Right, probably not. How how, right. how much worse can it get? Right. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's pretty rock bottom there, huh? right?
0: <laughs> he, he definitely stirs some things up with his mom. Granted, yeah. you know, but that sounds like we could figure out if he has an ongoing relationship with her. Yeah. But with his dad, that's like, like what you got to lose.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: And, he, yeah, and, 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 and whenever you're, you're involving parents or, you know, two different sides of the coin and you only hear one side of the coin. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you're definitely you, – you, you, and as a little kid, you think, oh, my dad's a monster or something like that. Most of the time, it's totally not the case. Totally you just but don't get me wrong i mean every case has to be it because <laughs> are cases the where the way. guys in nutcase or whatever right but from what we you know we from what we you know we sat down and discussed with each other he wasn't a nutcase case at all mm-hmm. he, he he said he was wrong for certain things but they weren't things that were dangerous he was wrong okay got it so, human can you still love somebody that's wrong and that does wrong stuff. I do wrong stuff sometimes, you know. You do too. How did you what know? Are you gonna judge.
0: You must have listened <laughs> to my podcast? <laughs> How did you know I do wrong stuff? You must have listened to my podcast. <laughs> it's true. We're all human. We're all flawed, and sometimes just to see that, you know, as children we tend to see our parents as superhuman, and they can't have flaws. Then we get older, and we realize no, they make mistakes too. Yeah. And it's okay, because if you don't make mistakes, you're not being a good parent, because then your mistake is not making mistakes, and we call that typically neurotic o c d you're gonna make a mistake, and it's okay, and we're gonna mess up, and it's it's fine, you know, and if the dad was able to own it, you know what I'm happy, yeah, you know he's for me to say because I don't know the kid, so i'm like, I'm happy, and he's like, i'm miserable <laughs> it's not what it meant." All right, moving along. Ooh, this is a fun question. What does a typical typical day in Akiba Balsam's life look like? Now, <laughs> for those who have never watched kosher vids, um, I actually I just went to your website uh, a couple nights ago and I saw the um, the the Godfather scene with the dreidels. <laughs> yeah, it's called <laughs> the awesome. Scariest
2: curious adrenal game ever or something. yeah
1: The
0: most intense yeah it's very very good i'm not gonna not gonna no spoiler yeah. spoil. no spoiler no spoiler alerts here go to coachervis.com. check it yeah. out it was exactly. an awesome video um there's obviously you and i have done a couple of videos together um yeah. mainly i was in a video that you did all the work with um although i gotta say uh don't listen what was the title don't listen to every, don't believe everything you see in the news that was my idea I wrote oh, a lot of that. Right. Yeah. I totally
2: forgot about that. Yeah, I love that idea. A Thank lot you. of people love that video. Thank you. Yeah. It, yeah, it's funny cuz I look back and I'm like, "Oh man, I was so not professional back then." <laughs> but 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 dude, people like love it. that video. Thank you. <laughs> and the that, script that was, that, the
1: script is insane.
0: And we also did the uh the more the um mo- mo- uh, mo- morning minute motivation. I don't remember that one video with the hotella bag of the tools in the bag with kiki
2: oh yeah 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 that's what that was great um, that was
0: emailed out i got texted about that like oh i saw you in the video yeah and i'm from baltimore missing tool i think or something. Yeah. yeah so don't so everything you see on the news and the missing tool it's funny because <laughs> i that, i'm from baltimore that's the only time you'll see me put on a yankees cap <laughs> i, I that was being really serious in that i really gave over yeah. for that video <laughs> So, these you. videos are as much as you look back at that video, you say, I was so unprofessional. But, you know, I thought I was pretty professional, and I see you've definitely upped your game and your equipment. Um, you actually have a green room because I see that behind you it's green. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize yeah. it's called that because uh. it actually a green tarp. My life has now changed. Note to self, don't wear green shirts during Akiba's videos. Yeah, that's I'll true. I'll lose half my body. <laughs> 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 you know what? I know, everybody's like,
2: everybody's like, is that the green screen? And I'm like, yeah, that's what it looks like. And they're like, wait, where's the screen part? And I'm like, there is no screen part. That is the screen. It's just the color green. That's it. For all those that don't know, green screen, you could use anything that's the color green and the computer takes out the color green. There's a shade that works better, but you could technically use any green
1: basically.
0: Yeah. And maybe next time I'll come in for a video, I'll wear all green except for like a pair of short shorts. <laughs> oh like
3: gosh!
0: Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> little
3: like, walking around.
0: It's like a more and just like black <laughs> short, shorts. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's a great idea, actually. We yeah,
1: think an idea for that.
0: You know what? Use that idea. Like, where's your feet? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Where's your feet, Josh? <laughs> if You
0: have
2: two know? guys walking around without feet, <laughs> <laughs> around with like little polkas.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah take the idea use it as your own it's all good yeah. so these videos must take you a long time to do and you said you're in the middle of 10 different projects and thank you so much for you know carving in time for this interview but what does a typical yeah. day in akiba balsam's life look like
2: gosh um i feel like such an important person i'm like whoa, i I'm like this little uh okay but i'll tell you um um basically um i try to wake up pretty early in the morning Oh, really? Um, Because I I don't do Miracle Morning every day, but I try to do some version of Miracle Morning. Um, I try to wake up at, it depends on which season. So as the summer months come, I tend to wake up much earlier, maybe even five sometimes. But on a more typical basis, it's going to be 6, 7, maybe even 7.30. (laughs) um, I'm feeling crazy. I'm sleeping in like a bum. uh, Right. Yeah. But, but, but my, my ideal, my ideal is usually six, six thirty, and there's the hour or two before everything starts and, and totally, you know, studying, uh, meditating, writing, game planning, visualizing, where am I at? What could be better? And it's so powerful because there's
1: nothing happening. So that's, uh, you know, you have
2: a, you have Hold an on. empty brain to just play around, and also get in touch with yourself and build your self esteem. Like, there's what's up? No, just you I just slow down there for a second. Okay, and um, and then um, um, I've been I'm working very very heavy on a project lately. Um, that's uh, so far taking me, I think six or. seven with the help of God um, a memory course
0: um, can you hear me your
2: screen's first. you know, you
0: slow down then sped up so I totally missed it I'm trying to trying to think if you're oh, yeah. slowly okay wait
1: sorry is
2: that my internet or yours
0: <laughs> it said to me my connection was unstable but at full bars
2: no no what? interesting because mine looks pretty good yeah I don't know
1: okay Okay. So, we'll, so, we'll keep going <laughs>
2: yeah so anyways uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, on a on developing a, um, am in the midst of, of, um, creating a course on memory. Okay. Um, and it's insane. It is so cool. And it, I really think it's going to be a hit. Um, this one's geared towards the Jewish crowd and is going to teach you methods on how to use your imagination to memorize everything like Gemara, like codes to your house, other people's houses, your credit cards, your numbers, um, everything. And it's really, really cool for me because as I said before, I'm so into using the world to help you uh, with the spiritual. And that's exactly what this is all about. And actually the most effective way to memorize things and the biggest memorization experts in the world are using their imagination and are using objects, physical objects to represent those either spiritual or abstract logical objects you understand so you're you're you really what you're doing in all of these methods is you're trans is you're transforming those abstract logic ideas into physical you know worldly ideas and you're doing that with your imagination and it's a really really cool thing Uh, i'm not going to get too much into it but once you've got it, you're like, holy cow, this is so effective. Like, and
0: you're going to – What? Association. Huh? association. You, I remember one of your seminars. Yes. Remember Yehuda Davis?
2: Yes. So, yeah, sure.
0: So I took, I took a seminar with him and you. Um, uh-huh. I hope that's not a breach of confidentiality. I mean no. – <laughs> No. So so, every, so I'll see him periodically. I haven't seen him in in a while. But throughout the years, I would see him every now and again. He's like, what's my name? How do you remember my name? I say, Judah, 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 Lion, Lion, Iron, Lion, Zion, which reminds me of a song from a roommate of mine, in a Jordan Davis. Exactly. And so, Yehuda Judah, his last name is Davis, your last name is Davis. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, um a friend of mine, his name is Trio. <laughs> Why? His name is... Because his name is Barrel, Barrel, Barrel of Monkeys. Barrel of Monkeys, A to Z Savings. A to Z Savings is a store in Baltimore that's run by Persians. Persians, Spartans. Spartans, three hundred. 300. three, three, trio. <laughs> that's funny. So is that what you're saying? Like this idea. Same stuff. Very yeah.
2: similar. Yeah, but it but it, but it will it, tie it ties it in a lot more to the physical world because um your brain I don't want to get too into it because I could go on for hours yeah. on this. Uh, but it <laughs> but basically your brain memorizes physical information because it, it it deems it more important because because your body's meant to save yourself from danger and to make sure you're not starve yourself from hunger. So, so things that are physical, it tends to override the way I should made the system. So what you do is you use that, you transfer your ideas into images into pictures um of representations of different physical items and things and have them act in certain ways that all correspond and link to the information that you're learning and once you created those links they're set in your brain bro for a very long time it's really really cool to see
0: that's awesome like hold on hold on a second Ew! What's this? This is a, shark. This is a unicorn.
1: Uh huh.
0: Okay. There's a song called "Unicorn and Vision of Dundee." So I named uh-huh. this unicorn Dundee. See, it's a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's got pink here and blue and pink. And I want you to remember this unicorn and remember to let me know when you start your seminar. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's actually gonna work. Don't even laugh. Unicorn.
0: Unicorn. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah and you you know what i'm gonna remember i'm gonna remember that the corny guy that says corny jokes
3: oh yeah <laughs> and, and uni is showing one. me the unicorn
2: so i'm gonna remember that you are the unicorn and that you the unicorn why? is but i'm also the a four
0: i'm unique like a uh-huh. unicorn and uni is one there's only one and, uni, you, uni. hello you i'm telling one you you're corny. gonna love this course i, I
2: know <laughs> I, you know what? You know, I'm gonna give you uh Hashem, Shem, either I'm gonna give you the preview to the course and have you review it and see if you like it because okay, I think sure. I think people are gonna be on fire from this. It's really, really cool. And and what I did is I actually like I researched tons of different courses and took the best of the best and put it all in a very I feel like a very easy to understand and practical way and then tied it into tutorial to usage also. So you can use it for everything, you know, memorizing codes, credit cards, um, nice. anything, birthdays, people's names, but you can also use it for your studying and information and speeches and lectures that you want to memorize and speeches and lectures that you want to give.
0: So anyways, <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, so, really I cool. Mean, that's kind of what you did with your seminar is you took the best of everything and you tried to condense it. And when yeah. I was thinking, when I was in your seminar, um, I recognized things from the possible you and called the chauffeur. I'm like, oh, right. I exactly. know that. and. Exactly. What's funny is he called like possible you, Tov Glazer is, he's a, a, he, he's a self-proclaimed self-improvement junkie. Yeah. And he's gone to all these seminars. And essentially my understanding is he made his seminar a condensed version of all the seminars he's taken. Yeah. And yeah. You made it even more condensed because also you're working with, you know, adolescents where yeah. you can't necessarily do a five-day intensive. You got you to you make it different. You got to right. work with it. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So you work on that project. So you wake up, uh, so about, you know, six, uh, and you do your, whatever. Morning so I
2: shouldn't say it really depends on, on, on the what projects we're doing because I'll be honest with you lately. We've been, I've been doing some, uh, some, I, uh, you know, I'm involved in a, a very amazing adventure camp actually. <laughs> and, um, and so I've been, plug? we've been, we're almost opening registration. So I've been up sometimes till like two, three in the morning. So then I'm not waking up at six. <laughs> then I'm waking up a bit later. But uh, just letting I you know, like I'm not always weekend? up at six. I know. Opening registration for what? It's an adventure camp.
0: Is there a website the you guys? Can go on? Oh, absolutely. Lostcamp.org. Yeah. Lostcamp.org. Yeah, and it's an a, adventure camp for the summer. For what age? Uh, teenagers. Teenage and boys? it's for
2: yeah. It's for growing teenagers from all walks of Judaism and every level and anybody that wants to grow and okay. it's not it's not geared towards the yeshiva crowd or the this or the that there's there's from non-from it's everything in one mix it's kind of like waterberry basically so got it
0: yeah okay so so yes. it depends on the project so it sounds like and then when does your like morning you what time is like you do, you do Oh, that so time? yeah so i'll just fill,
2: yeah i'm sorry so uh basically so we got the you know the 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 i try i try working on the course for a few hours you know typing writing the script and then um and then i um i run the kosher vids in the afternoon that's the morning yeah the, the then you know lunch then the afternoon we got i work in this studio over here which i'm blessed and i get to do what i love you know thank god and that is shoot videos and-
0: like, yeah i love it finger puppets you know shadow puppets it's great the perfect.
3: <laughs> all day yeah
0: <laughs> it's a bird
3: it's a bunny <laughs> like i keep up what are you doing a thousand dollars of this equipment i know the light is green yeah. <laughs> look, look look it's a cow
2: exactly yeah we should get you down here um um but um anyways uh yeah so so i do that and that's really um it's really great because i for it does two things number one is it gives the guys here something to do Something super productive, and to bring out their talents, and they feel so accomplished. They learn so much from being here and learning how what it means to work as a team and to get stuff done, and to share with the world things. And we have a goal. The goal is to make this channel successful, but the real goal is to is to share uh, Torah, Jewish entertainment, like which is a mixture of education and entertainment together, and uh, it does a lot for people. People love it. It's been become very, very popular. Thank God, and uh, so a lot of the videos have even gone viral um, in the Jewish world. So it's really cool. The guys love it. There's something that that gets them go that energizes them in the projects, and it's such a learning experience. You're learning like from the job itself. It's like you're sitting in a room, you're script writing, and then someone doesn't like your script, and they're like, "No, we can't do that." And, and, and at first they hate each other and they're fighting with, you know, a lot of people don't know the behind the scenes of coach It's like, there's a lot of drama you and it's true of- because like you're, these are young teenagers and it's their first time trying to work together to actually create something very complex. And there's a lot of stages that it needs to go through and it's, and and it's tough and, and I, and I like observing it and, and kind of coaching them with it. But at the end of the year, they're coming out, they know each other and they learn how to work with each other and they're starting to spit out professional, professional projects. And people are complimenting and seeing the, the progress and the professionality of the videos. So it's like, it's good for everybody. It's good for, for thousands of people out there and also um, from us and um,
0: yeah. And also for the kids and me. (laughs) So it's a really, it's a really special project. Damage and mainly me. I love it. And <laughs> Thank you. It's like I buy toys for my kids so I could play with them. Right.
2: Like my I got like my kids
0: like a race check toy or and just like, I wanna play with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's I any mean, that's exactly what it's like for me. Put my two year old over. Hey, it's my turn. Yeah, no, seriously. Sometimes I'm like, I wanna act because <laughs> I love it, you know. Yeah. Um I
0: and um I like how you put putting that one blooper in the most tense game of dreidel. You're putting a couple of bloopers at the end.
3: Yeah.
1: just
3: nice. fun.
0: Just. I fun. agree. It, it's. See, there's a human aspect to it. When you see the, the behind the scenes, you know, exactly. I, like, Jackie Chan's very into it. I mean, he was, I, I don't know. Lot, last thing I saw Jackie Chan was like rush hour two, but he has like real time bloopers. And it's, 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 it's awesome. Like you see them as people and it gives you a whole nother dimension, you know? And, I feel like watching, you got to watch the content first because otherwise it just kind of ruins it. Yeah. Kind of like exactly. knowing the trick to a magic trick before you see yeah,
2: the trick. Exactly, exactly.
0: So, you know, <laughs> obviously, bloopers are at the end. So, you work on that in the afternoon. And what do, what do your evenings look like?
2: Um, so, then uh, the afternoon, so, and then, you know, the evenings I, I learn with the kids and I give a little group uh, by Night Seder, which is the night learning program. Um, and then, um, after that I have open for, for kind of like, um, you know, camp work and, um, and, um, and, and, and touch up stuff. I got to touch up on the kosher vids or whatever it is. Um, so it's, you know, and, and usually i save my, myself some free time in the schedule. So to exercise, cause I'm very, um, religious about my exercise and I like to trail run and work out. Are you, so, are,
0: you, are you one of those guys who go? Who well, are like here, like very controlled <laughs> breathing while running, and like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I yeah. I mean, to some degree, I, uh, I I'm very into taking deep breaths, getting oxygenating your brain. Yeah. Which yeah. a lot of doctors are speaking about these days. <laughs> breathing deeper and oh, yeah. taking in more air is healthier.
0: You read the book so, *Breathe* or? I've heard of it. I've never read it. I heard an interview with the guy. um, Where was he interviewed? I think maybe uh, on a podcast. And he said um, he does just nasal breathing. Like, only through your nose, out through your nose. Mm -hmm. It's like very timed. He said he he personally did an experiment where he clogged up his nose. And he was told before doing it from the person – who he asked to do it on him said like, I can't do this because it's really unethical, but if you want to do it, you can. And he got sick after just breathing through his mouth for a couple of days. Oh. Like it was it's really interesting. It's hard to do that. Like I'm the guy where like, I'm like running and I forget to breathe. You know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Especially when doing like when I was taking uh, martial arts, it's like, right. I got to breathe to think. You know. <laughs> What book would you recommend to our listeners? When I say our Oh listeners, my gosh. Way, you could totally put this on your platforms if you like this interview. Um, yeah. or you cannot. But for yeah, thanks. So when I say our listeners it's like the word uh, our, <laughs> my yeah. listeners but like you know actually our listeners. And you can put the yeah. video by the way, the video version it's totally cool. Oh, thanks. That of us shaved in weeks so <laughs> Uh
2: yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, um, what were you saying which book? Okay, book so like listeners? Or there are such, there are such good books coming out these days, and there's such talented writers. Um, each one of them is just better than the next in certain ways. By the way, I just yeah. realized
0: my lip looks really weird when I do this. <laughs> but like, people watching the video see me do this a couple of times. Like, I know what I'm doing, but <laughs> watching it. it looks very. <laughs> <exciting>. <laughs> Uh, okay you know, excuse me you gotta one book
2: I mean Eckhart Toll. is just at The Power of Now um, it's a life-changing book if you want an English book if you want a Hebrew book there's other options but if you want an English book that book like the amount of anxiety that that book has healed people from healed <laughs> Not like, not like I am better or whatever. It's the, 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 this um, the, the main point of the book is so true and it's so what our generation needs to do. It's crucial. It's like every single person should know now. The problem is that people read the book and he's he's kind of esoterical, he's very extreme on, on his way of portraying the power of that. And, and I'll just explain it to you in, in a couple words. The book is about how, how to to allow things to be to be okay with with whatever is coming right now. And it, that sounds like, okay, duh, right? Yeah, I knew that from somebody. Else. No, 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 no. When you exactly. finish reading this book, you will get it. Like there is no future. There is no past. Like it doesn't exist and never did. And you will agree with me when you finish the book. You will, you will understand that it's true. You have no access to the future and past. Like really, it's gone. And it never was and never will be. All you have always is just now. And that might sound crazy, but you'll read it and you'll understand what I'm talking about. After you read it a couple times, you'll start getting what I'm talking about. But when you get it, you, it's the power of now. You get that all there is is now and the now is never, it's never too bad. It's really not a big deal. Wherever you are, you could be in a war zone and it's just like, hey, I think I should click the button to fire the gun. Hey, that worked. Let's try it again. It's not like about, oh my gosh. I might die in the future, or like somebody else that I knew in the past that went into war got killed and died. I might die, oh no, shoots right you're living always like in the past and in the future, you're
3: barely
0: ever in the present. I see the present is, is really just this like this pre what, That's what was that- I just imagine somebody like who's actually in the military thinking, Yeah, you clearly were never in the military. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What's a big deal? You're just shooting a gun and like, you know, bullets whizzing over and Yeah.
2: But 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 if you want to talk about effectiveness, oh my gosh. You could be so effective because because you're just dealing with what is and it's not a big deal. Nothing's ever that big of a deal if all it is in the present. It's, it's when we compare everything and and it's like my parents, well, my parents should be better. And your parents shouldn't be like this. They should be better. And you're comparing it to something you saw in the past or the future, whatever. But we don't realize is there is, that's not here. It's not, all you got is your parents the way that they are. That's what is right. There's nothing to do about it. It's like. You got to read the book. It's just once you finish it, you'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" I have a whole. You're gonna feel like you're just be vibing, like chilling.
1: Yeah.
0: Have our you have our ayin v'asid care of dago minayan. Yeah. Did you, you ever know? read the book? No, I, I think I might have. You know, there's a um, there's an app called Optimize, where he basically, and also Blinkist, the two two different kinds of apps, but they basically take. The main concepts of a book and boil it down to like 15 minutes.
2: It's you got it, it's it's you got to read it because right. it's his repetitiveness that starts to get into you and you start understanding his concept It's not that you right. can't. It's not something that you get when you just say it because I'm sure I just said this and a lot of people like yeah I knew that already. Just be in the present. Don't be in the past. Don't be. In the future. When you hear how extreme he right. goes with it, you start like whoa, it's real. There's only the bird in front of me that's chirping there's only the flower there's only, your meditations go to a whole new level like it changes your perspective and I'll, everybody says it like that book is like you know who has an interview with him um a very, uh, oprah she says it like changed his life she read it like a million times and rebuked of glazers like i once saw him on a podcast he's like you must read this book
0: <laughs> the power of now yeah you know i've heard of it um it's on my list i used to When it comes to like, I'll admit it. I I do more audio stuff now, um, just because I'm doing something. And sitting down and reading is when I was actually when I was in Israel is when I got the bulk of my reading books done because I would travel by bus, and I bring a book with me. I didn't have a smartphone. I still, this is my main phone. (laughs) Um, And I just I would read books on buses, and I would just you know, and and I got through a lot. The thing is, though, that was you know several years ago, and there's a lot more books out now. So I got to, you know, really up my game. But audiobooks I found to be a way to just really, like, I'm always doing something. So if I listen to audiobooks, you know, podcasts, things like that, it, it's, it, it's how I get through these, the material. But power of now. You know what? You know I'm going to do? a Akiva, you inspired me. And this is something also that I'm trying to work on is if inspiration hits, sometimes it drives my wife crazy. Um, but I want to, I got to do something right now otherwise <laughs> like
2: you really please bear with us as morty Liss orders the book on amazon
0: i'm going to, go to audible and um putting it into my wish list at the very least
2: you know 100% yeah and he has two of them that are both insane the, the, he has like a, something called the new earth which is great they're both great it's some usually the sequel's not as good as the original that's not the case it might even be better than the of i it's hard to say which one's better they're both really good Right. I mean, obviously, The Power of Now was first, so I would first read that and then move on to The,
0: the New Earth. by Eckhart Tolle. He also has the practicing The Power of Now, realizing The Power of Now, and A New Earth.
2: Yeah, and millions of – I think he sold, like, millions. Of, it's a really famous book.
0: Probably. Okay, add to – oh, that's actually – it's pretty cheap for an audiobook. <clears throat> oh, and he, um, he reads it himself.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, and get used to his voice because his voice is – the power of now it's like
0: hello
1: how are you i was sitting under a tree
2: he has like a german accent a little bit like i was sitting on the tree a little bit a little a little bit of a fine could hear it in the background like a little bit of <laughs> german lingo in there but he's like soothing voice
0: yeah Well, oh, came out in 2000 oh, this has been around for a while then yeah okay yeah you know what honestly i've been thinking about this recently this question and, um, you know, call me old school. How to win friends and influence people is so fundamental. And oh, yeah. I've heard people bash it because, oh, it's just a way to manipulate other people. But I, <laughs> know, it never resonated with me because – I don't even get when people say I don't know what to respond to them. I I'm like, don't. no, it's actually a way to, like, help people feel good about themselves. And I appreciate that. Like, I'm not trying to manipulate. I'm not trying – like – no. Favorite favorite quote. I, you can't beat them on that.
2: What was that? You can't beat them. It's like, you can't beat them on that. It's, it's like, I, I try to enroll kids into camp, you know, and and, and, they're, and a lot of them have this, you, you approach them and this is going to change your life. And, and they come to you and they're like, you're just saying that because you want to make money. I can't respond to that. It's not fair because that's up to you. Anything I say, you're always going to say, and that was also to convince me that you're really genuine and want to make Anything I respond to that, they're just going to put in in their context in their brain that everybody's out to get them. (laughs) It's not my, there's nothing for me to do. You can't like approach somebody like that. It's the same thing with these books. It's like, Oh, motivation. No, you're just using that to manipulate people to love you. It's not real love. You can't respond to that. That's not a weird. I am. That's What's your it? own personal context to the thing. That's not what is. You could choose whatever you want from it. Yeah. Do you really want it to be a manipulative book? Okay, it will be. Anything Do you want it to be a growth book? Then it will be a growth book. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's you know I I I had this experience when I was an intern, and I, you know what, kicking myself in the pants because I wasn't paid a penny, and I should have said that. But I was so nervous doing my first intake by myself. My supervisor wasn't there. Nobody was – I'm like, please, I need some support. And they just – I mean, they were short staff. They were overwhelmed. They had their own work to do. I get it. And I'm doing this interview, and it was so nerve-wracking. The kid's not responding. He, like, says to my, his mom, like, I'm not responding to him. You know, he, he just want, you just want to get paid. So yeah. It's like, I'm an intern. I'm not actually getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm doing this as a career, but it's because I care about people. Um, I was casually involved with teens for years because I care and I love – I wasn't getting paid. Uh, but then I got the question. I got it again, you know, a little while later as a paid clinician, you're just doing it because you're getting paid. Like, right, right. I'm comfortable with the fact I'm getting paid. Now it happens to be if I do it completely voluntarily and I do not get paid at all. I have a family to support. So what career will I take where I can get paid and do my passion? Uh, yeah. But that, like you said, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. And it's just, yeah, it costs money, and yeah, I'm making a profit on that, and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. But this is amazing for you as well, you know, and there's no right answer or wrong answer. Each situation is going to be different, yeah. and maybe there's no answer, and you know, the, the moment, the chemistry, the kid has a story. What's his story? Where is that coming from? Like, this really ticks you off that it costs money, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: This is really going to... It's like, oh, you do the therapy thing is it ticks me off even more. I'm sure it does. (laughs) And speaking of ticking off, what ticks you off the most when you see other people act this way? Give me a
2: second. Um, A big, uh, big, uh, the main work of the landmark seminar is is to open you up to seeing that the world exists for everybody different because they see it different. Meaning what you're experiencing is not what the other guy's experiencing. He's in one world, you're in a different world. And when you commute, half of our communication issues is because we are talking about two totally different worlds and we don't get it. We think everybody lives in our world and we don't understand why they don't get us. Why don't my parents, like, <laughs> why can't they be normal? You know why? Because they live in a totally different world, and they are being normal in their world. And for them in their world, they're cool. In your world, they're not. And if you could learn how to respect other people's
0: worlds. I'm laughing to- because, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I just, I'm laughing because it reminds me of something a friend of mine told me. Yeah. Yeah, When he was younger, his father wore like short shorts and tube socks. And he was so (laughs) humiliated and so embarrassed. But you know what? You look at videos from the seventies, like that was in style. Yeah. Not not even tube socks. I think they were like knee highs. Like like over the calf socks pulled all the way up in short shorts. Yeah. And you know what? That was cool at one point. Like when I I'm a, a I was born in the '80s, all right. Grew up in the '90s. Baggy was cool. Slim is in. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe I just said that. Wow, that's a horrible rhyme. Uh, but slim fit was like a thing. I can't get myself to wear slim fit. Like I wear, I wear something that's like more fitted and a little slimmer. But I can't do the like the, so the fitted look where like you know, mm-hmm. like it's like so tight like everyone could see your religion by like you know, and. Oh, dude. <laughs> was <laughs> no, too far but it, it, it's it's I, like i don't know i i just i, I can't i like putting things in my pockets mm. i like things in my pockets I, I can't do that with like the real like and no i'm not judging the style because mm. they'll look at my style this way like really baggy like no one wears the pants like that like okay but right. i thought it was cool right but i've also accepted i'm not cool and that's fine
2: yeah it I'm all just curious. depends what world you live in,
0: right? So you're saying but, that, but it goes ahead. much,
2: yeah, it goes much further. Than that it goes like to everything. It goes to, to like you're not getting why somebody's acting so illogical and it's getting on your nerves. Why doesn't this person just see the light? Why are they acting so stupid to me? Why don't they just come over and apologize to me for what they did? Don't they realize that they're the wrong one? Nobody's wrong in their world. If you were in their world, you'd be doing the same exact things. If you had those parents, those situations, you would see the world from that light with that type of logic. And you'd be thinking of the type of thoughts that they think and responding to the types of responses that they respond and doing what they do. And someone already did it and they're here. It's them. The person talking to you and he's doing it. Yeah. He's in that world. You're not. So you're talking to aliens from other worlds and you got to be a good communicator to learn how to talk to aliens. Yeah. You, gotta, you got you to be, first of all, you got to respect that aliens and you got to respect not like aliens, like, oh, you're an alien. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be dying to get to truly love. You have to be Cut so me. intrigued by their world that you want to take a step in and see what's going on. Like, and, you're, and, you, and you're fully down to delve into the world and hear about their world and experience their world and then big stuff happened. And it just, it just, um, yeah, it grates me. Now knowing that information, it just grates me seeing people, especially what's going on in the world right now. And they're so sure that they're like, there is my way or the high. theory. like, what do you mean? Uh, Democrat. He's nuts, or <laughs> it's so pitted to opposite sides, so
0: extreme. To be fair, what do you mean, Republic? What? Republicans, libertarians, socialists. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like, you know, what do you mean, Nazi? Well, the, no, actually, no, nobody really likes Nazis. That's actually it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I was like imagining cutscene in actual alien, alien who's like, oh, that's that, that hurts. Um, you know what this is something that actually I've addressed in this podcast of Monday Morning Motivation with Morty Liss is that yeah there are separate realities and it's exactly what you're saying is you and I you know like you said we have the same brain and you're saying you said that in passive like a funny joke like we're both quirky we both have like you know it's like cartoons playing in our heads No, for me it's like animaniacs For you, it could be, you know, something different. I don't know. But at the end of the day, and it's interesting because there's a friend of mine. His name is Jordy. And he looks like me so much, or I look like him. People have gone up to him, give him a hug, and said, hey, Jordy, what's going on? He's like, "Uh," I'm sorry. Hey, Morty, what's going on? And he'll say, I'm not Morty, I'm Jordy. What? <laughs> yeah, like um I'm not I'm not Morty. Well, I just saw you like 3 weeks ago. Like no, I'm I'm actually not Morty. I actually gave him my glasses once. My mom was picking me up somewhere and I said go to the back seat and say hi mom. He walked into the car, he said hi mom. My mom said she had to look twice. <laughs> so, so where am I going with this is he had a very good point. He's like we're kind of cl- we're closer than when we th- we're closer than we should be. Because we look alike, we have to be friends, and we think we know each other better than we really do and it's almost like it was a very good point. we live in separate realities you know people may confuse us as you know just you know what's the word where you have an identical twin somewhere in the world i'm forgetting what what the the siamese there's no there's a word for your ident for your identical twin oh I don't know somewhere I don't else either, uh, either. Oh, I forgot it we'll google it later my I don't know. um <laughs> But we live in separate realities and like it hit me, we don't know each other that as well as we think we do because we think we do because we look alike and we have to be best friends, you know, and, but we're different, live in different worlds and you have conversations that, you know, and it, it also hit me once I was walking with somebody, I was in Israel, I was talking to somebody who didn't speak English and my Hebrew was not that great and it took me a second to realize we're communicating. But we're communicating in very different worlds, different languages. But we're still communicating. We have that commonality. And someone else, I actually, a friend of mine, uh, he married a girl from the old city. Parents are American, you know, from Jerusalem. And um, she speaks fluent English. But, I, you know, we had them over for sukkahs, uh for a meal. And I said to her, we're speaking in the same language, but you're still Israeli. And people think you're American. When they talk to you, like, oh, you speak English. You must be American. Like, no, 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 no you're Israeli and you see the mm-hmm. world completely different than any of us, no yeah. matter how fluent your English is.
1: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: And this idea of separate realities. So, so you're saying that you're at a place where nothing ticks you off.
2: I would not say that at all, but I, do- I am so much more closer to that place than I was even five years ago, I'm so way in advance from what I used to be. I'm like worlds apart. It's 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 it scares me sometimes how not ticked off I am at people who I used to be so ticked off. And it's crazy because even like yesterday I was I was oh my gosh, like I did not get annoyed by a certain person's response to something they did. That he, he usually annoys me terribly and um, and I was okay with it. I was like like I understood his world, I understood where he was coming from yeah and, and, and it was it was I was just totally being with it. I was like totally okay with it. It's so I was oh my gosh, it's that clicking moment where you got that you just grew <laughs> yep.
0: when, when you feel it emotionally, you can say it in theory, but when you feel it emotionally. So because, look, this is a follow – the answer to your question is a follow-up to my next question. So if you're not going to give me a specific thing, I'm just going to go to the end. Yeah. <laughs> my next question so, – so let me rephrase it. I don't want to get into specifics of what this person said to you because I don't – if they hear this, I don't want them to feel embarrassed. Um, but in general, something that – is there something that ticked you off, say, a couple of years ago, and then you saw that in yourself?
2: Oh, for sure. <laughs> like everything, there's a you know it says it in the Gemara. Rabbi says it all the all the, all the time. Um, uh, how does it go? Call it? No. Um, yeah, I
0: know what you're saying. A
2: pagam, um, uh, any pagam you see in somebody else, you really see it in yourself or something like that, which means any flaw that you're that you're upset that somebody else has is because you see it in yourself. Yeah. You know,
0: I use that chazal, to use a, one of my favorite lines that I learned from some uh, therapist in Israel. Just because Freud said it doesn't mean it's not true.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so funny. I had I, I thought of that when we were learning psychology in college. I was like, why am I learning this if nobody agrees to this anymore? <laughs> They are basically telling us like a lot of people do not agree with what he said, especially nowadays. A lot of his concepts – I mean I guess the basic, basic
0: stuff. Projection. Cool. So so this idea – a projection is this idea that when you see something negative in someone else, it's something really within us that's negative.
1: Right, right. Uh-huh, right.
0: Projection. So just because Freud said it doesn't mean it's not true.
2: Yeah. So uh, – Wait a second. You're using it on Freud? Was I was I missing something there?
0: No, no. We were yeah. – uh, unless we are living in separate realities, having different conversations. But <laughs> – as in this idea, well, uh, this chazal of something negative yeah. in someone else is something negative in yourself. This concept of projection of Freud, is, well, Freud like, talked
2: about it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. But okay, yeah. so okay, just okay. because Freud said it doesn't mean it's not true. And the proof is uh, this is you know age old Jewish wisdom.
2: Uh, oh, I got you. I got you. I'm and got
0: you. Freud said it, like okay, you know, it doesn't mean it's not true just because Freud said it. Yeah. Like oh, no Freud Freud like
1: <laughs> it's a thing. It's a gemara, yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, granted, he was a a Jew from Vienna. It's funny. I he um I had to lay over in Vienna on the way to Israel. And went there with my mom, and we went to the kosher bakery there, in the little stetel, the little like you know Jewish area. It's pretty cool. I caught a minion in Vienna, davening mincha, like I had to say kaddish. Also, I was in the veil at the time, so that was pretty epic. But I went into the bakery where Freud used to eat, and there's an article up there about Freud eating in that bakery, uh-huh. and I read the article, and I realized. For an Orthodox Jewish bakery, they clearly can't read English. Because if they could, they would not have this article hung up because they go into Freud's theories, which uh, are things that they probably don't want right you know, I mean, you know, right. to be read in their bakery. Right. But that's pretty cool. And um, you know, someone asked him, uh, you've heard of the line sometimes a cigar is just a cigar? Yes. Apparently that's that's a hoax. He never said that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, they
0: it could never, be. What? It could be. You know, but, but one of my – I'm totally ranting right now because, you know, I'm tired and when my brain starts moving and I'm tired, my inhibitions are down. Um, <laughs> roll. One of my favorite papers in college was I wrote – he had to a, diagnose a famous, um, a famous personality with a diagnosis. So I diagnosed Freud with psychoanalysis diagnoses and what he suffered <laughs> from. Okay. Now it was fun to do the article to do the paper, but the way Freud admits of where he came up with a lot of his theories, he did psychoanalysis on himself, and essentially projected Yes, it that's other famous. People. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's pretty deep thought.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like, I don't if he was know if using
2: he, projection in his whole.
0: That's what huh. it seems like. You know, he so he was he's a genius, just a little a little off, as uh you know Rabbi Farkas quotes the mosh, you know the mosh from Neve.
1: No.
0: Uh, so Neve, the Mashgier, it's called the mash I Maybe mean, call him the Mosh his nickname. He said the he said Freud had a very, very good concept and grasp of the Yitzhara, but he had absolutely no musag of the Yitzhirt Very good.
1: Even
0: very if you want to sad. say the super ego yeah. but the super ego is so detached. Yeah. The Inner drive was within, and and it's there's truth to that. But and if you if you don't know um psycho psychoanalytic theory, um, you don't know what I'm saying. I'm talking gibberish. No, I know
2: exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The, I, yeah, I don't know if the listeners. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so yeah, the so, physici- the physicality side
2: of things is pretty wild in the Freudian world,
0: <laughs> right? And there is that inner drive, which is you know, the, I mean, the id that comes out of the id of, of the Izahara, if it ships very well, um. Yeah but the idea of the it, type and super ego it seems like the super ego there's like the ego and the super ego which it it just it was this abstract uh, whatever but like you said nobody really believes this stuff anymore i think freud actually genuinely believed there's physical parts of the brain that was um id ego super ego and if you poke like hoping the brain would find it <laughs> like little Did angel like hey <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> sure. so So yeah, so Michaela's quotes that Chazal all the time. So what was a place where you found it in yourself where you're like, oh.
2: I do that too. (laughs) Let me think about that for a second. Um, I think um, I used to really hate bossy people. And then I realized that I'm kind of bossy too sometimes, especially when I'm running things like camps and – and videos directing it was an interesting thought you know and as a kid i, I hated being bossy. like i wouldn't i couldn't survive at many camps because they had rules and i had to listen to them and you couldn't tell me what to do don't feed the
3: alligators hello <laughs> right. like don't serve for the great white sharks like are you ah uh, fascist yeah.
2: are. Yeah. and then um yeah and then it's it's just funny like you know, sometimes me realizing that I'm that I'm bossing a lot of people around, you know, hey, stop doing that. Cooperate. Get over here. Stand just
0: listen just just listen.
2: <laughs> and I'm like,
1: oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. So how'd you change it? Did um
1: you
2: I don't think it's um, I don't think it's changing it because it's part of my job in a certain way. It's the only way to be, I think, effective in what I'm trying to do. That's what a director's job is is to do it. But it's it's the it's the language of it. So it's not called bossing people around. It's it's a relation. When you have when you learn that everything's a relationship and your job's a relationship and you treat everything as a relationship. So then it, it doesn't occur to even the people around you as bossing around, they all love you and they all know that at the end of the day, you're going to kick back and go back to the table, which we have in the middle of the room, put out some sweets, put out some candies and say, how did it go? You guys did amazing. I'm sorry. You know, things were a little tough out there <laughs> right. or, uh, you know, I was a little bit whatever, but you know, that was fun. And then we sit down and talk. So I I make sure that there's time for that and I make sure to, to be complimenting them afterwards and discussing with them how they're doing and how much it means to me that they're, that they're part of the team and helping me and, and working together and stuff like that. You, and you guys are really, really amazing. And if something gets a little out of hand, I apologize to them. And like in a real sincere way, maybe like, you know, I didn't mean that. You know, I, I'm so sorry. I was just so busy. And they get it. Once they get it, you're no longer like a bossy person. Because everybody gets that that you're just trying to make things happen. So it, it loses its wor- – the word bossy gets lost in the thing, and it becomes just running. Even if it – again, everybody's world, they see something – an outsider might come in and say, whoa, this guy's super bossy. No. It, people in the video world know that's called being effective. Every single director, it's so complicated to direct videos. Nobody gets it until you know – how many calculations you're making as a director and how many things go wrong almost every single shoot,
1: yeah.
2: um, lighting, everything. It's, it's so complex to get really, really professional video productions. Yeah. And, um, and, um, people think by Piedmont, but like for the people on the set, my, my goal is for them to get that this is not <laughs> I want them to get that. If somebody comes in, they say, wow, that guy's bossy. Nope. <laughs> that's called being effective. Right. And he's so effective. He is not bossy. We love him. And, and that's, that's what I try to work at now.
0: So what I'm hearing is you're still got that bossy t- bossy tendiness, um, tendiness, is that even a word? Tendency, yeah, tendency. Um, that you, you try to channel it for something positive, And by maintaining real open relationships is how we're able to get past um, any hiccups or issues. Yeah. As it's not something you did away with, it's something you integrated into yourself and utilized yeah. your power of rela- the power of relationships to really channel it properly and, and not and, and help them yeah. feel good about themselves. You know, kinda like when he did that um the handshaking video, different handshakers. Remember that?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Remember that you did that video with the, the different kinds of handshakes? Yes.
2: Yes, I love yeah, that's hilarious.
0: So yeah, it's very funny.
2: Hey, well, come well, for
0: <laughs> and then you know like oh they're good <laughs> oh, and then you know you like the big handshake and you know during the you know you accidentally did that to the guy's real hand and cracked his wrist by accident and during the round <laughs> table you're like uh, i'm so sorry about that i like, okay.
2: no that did not
0: happen <laughs> i know it did not happen although yeah, in my head if that would
3: have yes of, I guess that was a
0: <laughs> this video of like you know like the afterwards, like, yeah. oh, sorry about that. I got the wrong arm. I got carried away and seemed to cast. It's cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I want to tell you something that me and you both share something in common. And that is, we think in imaginative terms, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure you've, um, you've discovered that like talking to people and joking with people that sometimes people aren't getting you and you're like, why don't they it, it took me a while to figure this out. And even recently I really got it that my brain thinks in pictures and movies and like in a totally upside down way that people don't get, and people get insulted by me and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you probably have the same exact thing. Cause I could tell how your brain's running right now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Totally. It's funny. Cause, cause I was just thinking the other day, like I was talking to somebody and he started getting insulting because I was saying insulting things to me. But what he didn't get was I wasn't, I, I didn't mean any of that was real. I was, I meant like, imagine if it was, and playing with it as if it's real, and he couldn't do that, so he just thought it was I was actually berating him, and he just wasn't getting it. I, I just had to stop the conversation after a while because he's getting insulted, and I was just playing with it. You know, I, you know.
0: So like, I was just are, thinking.
2: I was just thinking of that.
0: Yeah, and those that, are moments where like that you're you would
2: understand. <laughs> yeah,
0: and those are moments where I feel like the other person, like I'm really not trying to be insulting sarcasm it could actually be um an expression of love. And I you know, when you're sarc did you freeze or did you stop moving? I'm there. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I I just it's how I stretch. Um when I worked in this for. I'm going to actually mention this in another podcast, and if anybody made it to the end of this two-hour interview, then <laughs> spoiler alert: <laughs> Ugh, we had
2: a long interview. Yeah, yeah. It's good uh,
0: actually, this I mean, Actually, by the time this gets published, it'll be a previous podcast. So yeah. a previous podcast of mine. Uh, spoiler alert for you, Akiva, and I worked in the Yeshiva, and um, a way uh, how they actually express love to each other was through sarcasm, and the and the better rip like yeah. the better the sarcasm the more the love yeah and i mentioned that to one of my bosses um she's a like a very she's a female and um you know she she's very she's a very she understands people on a deep level and and understands emotions on a deep level and when i mentioned it to her she's like she's taking it back like really I'm like no the more sarcastic you know and the more like insulting the more loving it is so i uh I was waking a A kid up. He was Persian. Wake him up in the morning. I'm like, Danny, Danny, wake up, wake up. Uh, You fell asleep with a sweater on again. No, wait, it's just your back. Come on, let's get out of bed. And he laughed. He was like, Oh, that was good. And he would make fun of me for being this, like, you know, nerdy white guy. And I would make fun of myself for being a nerdy white guy. You know, I was getting in a Leah. And as I was walking up to the Tara, this kid goes, They see me roll on my segue. You know that song? I don't, but I – okay, I'm using it. It's a song mind. called White and Nerdy by Weird Al, Wank, Weird Al Yankovic. Understand, uh, I'm glad – I just got, got called for an Ilya. I'm walking up, and this kid just in the middle of, like, Davening goes, do me roll on my swag way. And the song is called White and Nerdy. And I respond back to him in the middle of the basement, I get it, because I'm white and nerdy. I'm <laughs> like – it's just, it's, it's all part of it, and it's part of that love, but someone else from yeah. the culture may not appreciate that sarcasm. Exactly, exactly, so yeah. I was, um, I, I had this moment, so Rabbi, Rabbi Farkas, actually, he gets my, he gets it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll be dropping jokes, like I, I you know, during, d- when I learn with him in the mornings, um, and he'll like crack up, and other guys just like won't get it. <laughs> and he, uh, it was, we were at a shawl, I saw a at the Steeple. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, you know, this guy goes to goes to Hillel and says, you know, explain to me the Torah on. Uh, goes to Shammai, explain to me the Torah al regalachas, and like, you know, the, you know the famous story, right? Yeah. And Shammai chases him out, and and I'm like, yeah, the guy was an amputee. He didn't understand why Shammai was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually missing a leg. Like.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. I know. that's funny too. And the guy was actually missing a leg. Like, what do I do? <laughs> a
0: joke. A that's a great joke. That nobody is a great, joke. Is a great said, joke. Like, more well, people don't think like you. Like, i'm right. understand? In the middle of Salcedis, he just had the muscle and I'm like piping up in the middle, expecting a you know a roar of laughter. <laughs> my and nobody
3: like, laughs. Yeah. Well, whenever Farkas even got the joke, everyone was like, What are you saying? <laughs> and like, it was so good also because in the moment I'm like, Yeah, it turns out the guy was actually
0: missing a leg and he didn't know what he did wrong. And everyone's like, What are you saying? <laughs> like, that didn't make sense. I, or I, I feel like you'd appreciate this story. We did, I was in Yeshiva and um, we did a Ka'ech safe, a very hard to dig, you know, Ka'ech safe. Yeah, it's Ka'ech safe. You know, you know the song you know what I'm talking about yeah, absolutely, and it's like it was like amazing everybody was like in it and and you know it's a it's a very complicated song, and you need the you need every like most people there to know the next part to really get it done and we got it down pat and it was amazing like it was beautiful it was emotional we get to the end of it, and it stops and I go if do. <laughs>
1: Let me go, Sasha.
3: Silence.
2: <laughs> I definitely remember you from uh, from Days Medrish. We've had uh, plenty of funny uh, interactions out there.
3: <laughs> and and I'm like, and the, like and like really loud, and it was quiet. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, come on! Then everyone else goes, Ibdu, and I go, S, and they go, S, and I'm dancing on the table, and, and it's like a great segue from such like a, a, a beautiful song to like, Ibdu, I'll
2: <laughs> Nobody got it. It
3: was so. <laughs> <laughs> nothing.
0: Silence. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> it was so impactful that uh, I think a friend of mine told my brother in law, or told a friend of mine,
3: oh, Morty Liss, you know, funny story. I'll show this. <laughs>
2: Became the funny story about you, the famous That's funny story.
0: Yeah. Wow. All right, Akiva, last right. question. This is it, closing everything. Sure. Had one piece of advice you can give to both of our listeners if you choose to publish this on your platform. <laughs> both <of our> listeners. <laughs> yeah. There's
2: only one left, right? <laughs> I didn't
0: even Think about that.
3: That's hilarious. I didn't mean it that way. I meant your (laughs) listeners and my listeners.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought you meant both of our listeners. Like there's two like nerdy people like,
3: oh, this podcast is amazing.
2: (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) They're like the only ones left.
3: (laughs) I love Uh, these guys. (laughs) Wow, I'm motivated. (laughs) Let me pull my shorts, tie my drawstring, and let's go. (laughs)
2: so anyways what
0: was the question i didn't say yet okay i'm just really tired um if you had one piece of advice to give to our listeners that they could take with them for life one piece one line what would that piece of advice be
2: Learn to be with it, to just be with what comes your way, instead of being so at resistance and always trying to have it your way. So, like, what life serves you, it'll serve. Life will serve you, and there's not much you can do about it. What you could do about it is accept it as your game, and just be with it. And then it becomes fun. It's like when you play basketball; it's fun. Basketball is painful also, but it's not. Because because you accept it. You're able to be with it and you accept it as your game. You're like, yeah, I'm down to play that game. Be down to play whatever game life serves you and you will have fun. Your parents, your friends, all of those were the ones you were supposed to have. Accept it. Stop trying to say, oh, no, this is just a trial version. This can't be my real parents. No way. This is not my real group of friends impossible this has got to be the trial version i'll just wait until the real my real friends show up on the picture hey, hopefully in a couple of years when i reach 10th grade or 11th or 10th then the real friends will show up this can't be just my be real friends
0: it. on facebook or sorry facebook is apparently old yeah. <laughs> instagram yeah sorry i'm aging myself on my myspace accounts when i look at my aim instant messenger and I, and i send out my telegram to all my friends you know, through the pigeon service on the Pony Express.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. Now we're going really back.
0: <laughs> and I put my tablet and chisel. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you, Akiva.
2: Yeah, that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I hope you yeah. did yeah, as great, well.
2: Great times. And it's good to see you and get in touch with you. It's been a
0: while. Yeah, yeah it has been. And I'm happy we are able to really make this work. Yeah. Um. So, closing remarks. I want to give you your space for your plugs. Um. Kind of advertise what you want.
2: Uh, um. For yourself. If anybody wants to sign up to Lost Camp, three week adventure for Jewish um, teenagers, life changing experience. Lostcamp.org. Any videos you want to watch that we produce? Koshervids.com. Koshervids dot com or on YouTube the kosher vids channel laugh your brains off or learn some new halachas that you never knew before in a fun way it's really cool and uh, stay tuned for the memory course Beazo Hashem will be coming out probably next year <laughs> to be honest but
0: <laughs> and what what's the best way people can reach you
2: oh um, sure uh, Akiva Balsam at gmail dot com is the best way
0: Akiva, how do you you spell that?
2: A-K-I-V-A-B-A-L-S-A-M at
1: gmail.com.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. What was that?
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That concludes this long form interview for Monday Morning Motivation. Uh, thank you so much, Jewish Podcasts, for hosting our podcast. You can find us at jewishpodcasts.fm slash morty, jewishpodcasts.fm slash m-o-r-d-y, or search Monday Morning Motivation with Morty List. That's Monday Morning Motivation with m-o-r-d-y-l-i-s-s on most major podcast players, including iTunes, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to reach me Monday morning, motivation podcast at gmail.com that's Monday morning, motivation podcast at gmail.com please. I'm open to any criticism, any feedback. Just want to say hi, shoot me an email. Thank you all so much for joining us. And if you stay till the end, really uh, wait, hold on.
2: Thing. I just want to correct that for all those people that want to criticize him, don't shoot him, shoot him.
0: Put me in the oven. A slice yeah. of pizza <laughs> 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 yeah. uh funny story by the way uh so you, how's your yiddish do you speak no yiddish
2: throw me down the stairs the toilet <laughs> or, or
0: towel
1: right <laughs>
0: so, so so um in yiddish key is a cow my uh-huh. father had a coworker come in i guess from israel or europe or wherever walking through Bar park williamsburg and Varfamir means throw me and he's walking down the street, and hears someone at the uh, the street level screaming up to a window, "Var de key." He stood to watch to see what would happen next. <laughs> <laughs> and they threw down a pair of keys. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. it. Um, so, so yeah. If please, uh, please subscribe. Leave a five star review as well. Forgot to say that during the um, other pitch. But thank you all so much for for listening, for joining us. Uh, please subscribe. And tell your friends to subscribe too. Um, and subscribe to Kosher Vids channel on YouTube. Um, do you prefer people going onto your website or on the YouTube channel? What What's better for your ratings and and hits?
2: It's all good. The yeah. channel, everything's linked. It's
1: a uh, it's YouTube. So
0: cool. So Either then, way. until next week. This is Monday morning motivation. I'm Morty Liss with our guest here, Akiva Balsam, saying
1: bye. Bye. <laughs> peace say